This is the NTT IndyCar Series. From the streets of Long Beach, California. I really like Long Beach. It's a beautiful track, palm trees everywhere. It's definitely one of the highlights of the calendar coming to California. I can recall being there as a, a teenager hanging on the fence, wishing I was an IndyCar driver. It's definitely a marquee event that every IndyCar driver wants to win. With live flag-to-flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. With the month of May rapidly approaching, thoughts turn to the history and traditions of the greatest spectacle of racing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. When it comes to history and tradition, Long Beach owns its share. Another chapter unfolds today with the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Hello, everyone. 26 drivers set to tackle the streets of Long Beach on a spectacular day. Let's hear from as many as we possibly can by welcoming in Ryan Marine. Good afternoon, Mark. I'm pleased to be joined by Jimmy Johnson. You've got the hand heavily wrapped, had the fracture a couple of days ago with the practice crash. First of all, how are you feeling? I feel good. Um, it's been a, an exciting couple of days, to say the least. Um, you know, But I, I honestly feel like my hand's in a good place. The partnership that the drivers have with the medical crew here and Dr. Trammell uh, is quite impressive, and I was able to test that system this weekend and learn a lot about it and get myself to a place where I feel like I can go 85 laps today. With that in mind, what is the ultimate goal today what would be a good day be yeah i mean hopefully i can get going and, and uh, stop thinking about you know the the dull pain in my hand really focus on improving my craft in the car you know these street circuits are the most difficult for me learning to trust the car trust the tire get maximum speed um you know through the turns and such so uh, it's been been a tricky a couple of sessions for me to say the least I've been in the tires twice but i'm um, excited to get out there and log 85 laps good luck thank you jimmy johnson will roll off 25th today joining me on pit lane throughout the broadcast and backstage now for driver intros is our fellow pit reporter joel sebastianelli joel thank you ryan helio Castroneves rolls off 14th winner of this race in 2001 you've got a lot of experience here what kind of memories pop into your mind when you come into long beach oh boy obviously winning here it's something spectacular we're talking about you know california long beach over 48 editions so this is the oldest uh, street course here in america and uh once you uh once you get the taste of victory lane, it's you're like, I want to do it again. So uh, it was great. It was a long time ago, but it's just like yesterday. So that's what we're going to try to do. Team has performed well here, too, over the years. Uh, how do you feel about moving up through the field today? Yeah, no, you know, the car, or the results, or the number, let's put this way, 14 doesn't represent what the car does. We definitely have a top top 10 car. And we feel that um, we just got to, it's so tight, the fuel. We feel that we just got to keep pushing. Obviously, the weather helps a little bit. New tire. Uh, constructs Firestone tires within uh, with the Reds, and we just got to put ourselves in a good condition so that we can play the different strategy. All right, Elio Castroneves starting 14th with Meyer Shake Racing. Thank you. Thank you. And just one row in front of Elio will be the impressive rookie, Kyle Kirkwood, started starting in 12th for the second time this season on the street courses. You were 12th in St. Pete as well, but you were just telling me the conditions keep changing even throughout the day today with the sun now starting to break through. What kind of challenge does that pose for you and the team? It's just a lot of question marks. You know, I think we've got a good handle on it. Um, we've gotten a variety of different weather changes uh, throughout the weekend, so we kind of had to put everything together and figure out what we're going to have here for the race. The sun's out now. It wasn't this morning, which we kind of expected maybe a little bit of overcast, and that didn't hold up. So track temp's going to be up. It's going to be a big question mark what, what's going to happen on tires because uh, usually it's been a red tire race, but I think today's going to be a black tire race. And, um, yeah, so imagine mo- I think everyone's kind of starting on reds. 
see where it takes you from there, see how long we can go on without burning them up. We'll keep an eye on that strategy, that's for sure. Good luck. Thank you. Joel? Pato Award starts 11th. Yesterday, you said you guys were improving, but you weren't quite there yet. What's the status today? Was there more improvement this morning? I think we found some great stuff overnight, actually. We uh, we made a, a big step from practice two to qualifying. Um, you know, obviously, you always want to beat within the fast six or, or to more towards the front. But um, considering where we were, I think we, we, we should be... Not completely pleased, but we should be, you know, very uh, satisfied with where we're starting today. I think we can fight from 11th. And we had a great warm-up, actually. One of the best warm-ups I've ever had in, in, well, this year we haven't had much, but, you know, just in general from experience. It was a really good warm-up for us, so I really hope we can uh, translate that into the race and then, you know, get some spots and, and, and just push forward. All right, confident Pato Award starting 11th. Ryan? Roman Grosjean due to roll off in the sixth position in the DHL Honda for Andretti Autosport. Second time here to Long Beach. You still like it as much as you did when we talked to you before the race last year? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be here. It's one of those races where you've got all the ingredients to make it nice. Uh, sea, sun, and a good racetrack. You had a good qualifying lap going. You looked like you might be on pace to start on the front row, if not challenged for the pole. Instead, you start from sixth. Can you win from sixth? Yeah, I think you can. We'll, I'll tell you that in 85 laps, right? Sounds like a plan. Yes. Um, you know, we're going to try, and if we can't, we can't. But if we have a shot, we're going we're gonna to try to go for it. Like I did yesterday, I wanted pole, and uh, I just sent it a little bit too hard. Good luck today. Thanks. Joel? Scott Dixon rolls off in 16th. We're not used to talking to you, starting from way back here. Where is the race pace? Because you guys were fast in warm-up this morning. Uh, well, we had a problem on our car in qualifying. We had uh, way too much uh, front wing. It was a uh, mistake that um, when it was put back together, it was set incorrectly. So... There's no time to correct that in qualifying. You know, it was not until after the session that we'd actually seen the issues. So, you know, it was just uh, by chance. I think the car all weekend has been a top, you know, three or top five car. Uh, so unfortunate that, uh, you know, it happened so early on. So, um, yeah, if we can get to the front, the car's definitely got plenty of speed. We were, I think we led most of the session this morning at our P2. So, you know, the car's good. All right. Good luck, Scott. Ryan? Billy Rosenquist ready to go. His second straight Firestone Fast 6 appearance for you here at Long Beach. Of course, pole in your last qualifying on the Oval at Texas. But now we got to go racing. What do you have to do to keep this car up front today? Uh, I think we have to, you know, play it uh, clever today. Just kind of, you know, take it a bit chill. No crazy moves. No, uh, you know, try to just survive the first stint. Uh, obviously, with strategy, you never know, you know, if it's going to be a yellow or something. But it, it seems to be a pretty clear two-stopper, so I don't think there's much going on on that front. You just want to be on the right side of the yellow, obviously. But, uh, uh, yeah, car feels good, man. Car feels good in both race trim and quality trim. And uh, been happy with it all weekend. So I think you just have to execute today. Just, you know, bring home some good points, uh, no big risks, and uh, we'll be happy with that. That's Felix Rosenquist, who will start p4 for aero mclaren sp marcus erickson qualified eighth there was a lot of traffic in that session where's the race pace in the husky chocolate machine it's better than eight i think uh, yeah it was a bit of a messy queue too there i think we had more pace than that i think on theoretical times we were p3 so the car has been really good all weekend again in warm-up this morning we were really strong so yeah i'm looking forward to the race i think we can go forward and, and challenge all right 
In order to challenge up there, he's going to have to go through Colton Herter, Ryan. Yeah, that would be the case for two straight years. Last year, Colton, you won, but from, what, 14th? This time you get to start up front. How different is the mindset starting on pole versus where you were in 14th a year ago? Um, you know, it's a little bit more conservative. I don't have to be quite as aggressive. Obviously, we need to get it done at the start and hopefully retain the lead. But um, if we don't, I'm not too worried. You know, we have a great pit crew, great strategy and stuff to, to kind of rebound. So I'm happy uh, happy with the car so far. So we can just keep it rolling. It should be a good day. I've heard mixed reviews. Some say red. it's a red tire race. Some say a black tire race. Where would you cast your bet? I think it depends on how people's cars are conserving tires and stuff. So for us, I think we can run the Reds, but it's uh, it's still a little bit unclear. That's your pole sitter, the driver of the Gamebridge Honda, Colton Herta. Mark? Uh, pole sitter and nine of the 26. Well done, Joel. Well done, Ryan. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us when we come back to the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Welcome back. Pre-race festivities continue in preparation for the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Davey Hamilton joins us now. Davey, we heard the comments of our pole sitter, Colton Herta. What say you? Uh, you're going to prefer the reds or the blacks? Uh, which one are going to be more beneficial for you, or does it depend on which stint you're on? Well, you know, I think, Mark, that the best-case best, best case scenario is start off on your sticker reds just to see where it takes you. I think they're going to wear out pretty quick. With the high speeds and all the grip we have here, I just think they're going to wear out too quick, and you're going to lose pace. So seems like if yellows happen, they normally happen fairly earlier on restarts and starts, um, and then get on those blacks. I think in the long run, you're going to be better off in the blacks. Look at look at how fast that, that Colton went on those reds when he was qualifying. They just can't sustain that. I think good news, temperatures are cooler, that's for sure. So it's going to help those tires out a little bit. But I think put those reds on first and then uh, just see how how far they last, how long they last. Put your blacks on next and then decide for that last stint which ones you want. You want your scuffed reds or you want blacks? 85 laps make it uh, compelling for us. Maybe not so enjoyable for the race strategist because, uh, let's face it, with 85 laps, the decision has to be made. Two stops or three stops. Or does that, again, depend on where you're starting in this race? Yeah, for sure, where you're starting in the race. If you're towards the front, you're going to go on that two-stop strategy. Just no sense not doing that. You, you're, you're pacing the field. You're kind of you're kind of laying down the gauntlet of what what the race is going to look like. But if you're towards the back, even halfway back, so say say you're 12th back, Kirkwood, Ray Hall, Castro Nevis, Dixon, you know, another one back there, Belucas, who's been running good, Eilat. You know, if, if, if there's a chance to do a three-stop strategy with an early yellow, you might as well take it. You really have nothing to lose because it's so difficult to pass on this circuit, Mark. Take that three-stop strategy. Just see if it works out for you down the road. Now, you always got to remember, when it comes to strategy, yellow flags have to play a part in that. So that just depends on if you're lucky enough when the yellows might drop. Entrance to nine has been widened a little bit, along with the wall pushed back on a couple of other portions of the racetrack. However, most notably, you heard Brian Herta talk about earlier this weekend, uh, his concern over some other changes in terms of uh, some of the crack sealing and whatnot that has been put down in different places of the racetrack, changing the grip level in some areas. We've seen some troublesome spots here that in the past haven't been troublesome. 
Yeah, you know, and, and he's right. There's been some crack siller, some siller down in certain areas. I've seen some big chunks come out. I mean, uh, flying off the racetrack, big, like six inch long, a couple inches deep, and, and that's that sealant that they had put in these cracks that have came out. I think at this point that's not there, but it's not really affecting anything, to be honest with you, Mark. I think that sealer has kind of got the shine gone because there's been enough laps on the on this track with all the separate uh, divisions that have been here, the other race series, and it's that dull, sticky, that's what we want. It's not a shine like a rain on it. It's that dull rubber on there that has a lot of grip, and, and I think the track's going to be fine throughout the day. Now, the speeds have gone up, and we'll just see if too much rubber gets laid on because what happens there is, you know, marbles. So you start peeling that rubber off, creates marbles. They get on the tires, hard to clean off, uh, but there are going to be the mistake spots, and you, you nailed it. Turn 9 seems to be the most popular place this weekend to go off just because of braking super hard, a few bumps still down there, and then we've seen you know a few other mistakes made around the, the which we haven't seen before around the fountain a couple mistakes you know just there's areas that guys are really trying to push it because the extra grip in this track and they just seem to go over that limit just so slightly we talked about that pit strategy and how it can play into the results i mean guys like graham brayhole elio castro nevis had good runs last year and the pit strategy did not fall their way on the other hand colton herter rolled off 16th last year and was able to win the race which is uh, pretty deep in the field for long beat so that's the challenge for these races strategist is calling that pit strategy but hoping you get some help from the yellows and timely yellows if there are yellows to help you kind of play that strategy out yeah and one, one thing colton had going for him last year was speed just as he has this year he had a lot of speed but one thing that he had last year as well is something that he hasn't had this year that's good luck in the pits. They've had he's had pit problems the first two races this year, just mistakes in the pits. The crew kind of holding him up, putting him back uh, where he does, hasn't had those solid finishes that he could have earlier in the year. So that's one thing that they need to clean up. Number one is make sure you have no flaw in the pits. Make sure you get him in and out as he needs to be because he'll take care of it on the racetrack. And then secondly, is you know, no bad luck. You know, don't don't pit and then all of a sudden have the yellow come out or vice versa when you're in there and have the guys be able to pit under yellow when you have to pit under green. So uh, if he just has a little bit of luck, we know he has the speed. Uh, we'll be talking about the Manufacturers Championship and more. Ryan Marine will have the HPD update as well when we come back to the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. I think Long Beach, with the history it has been there for so long, it definitely is, is one of the highlights of the calendar. Coming to California as well, you know, and being a street course, it's a, it's really a fun fun weekend. And the track itself is pretty technical, pretty bumpy as street courses usually are, and uh, yeah, quite tough to sort of get everything out of it. I think so. Also, with the street course, a lot of track evolution throughout the weekend that you need to keep in mind. So it's definitely a big big challenge, but uh, for me, it's one of the highlights of the year. Uh, two-time winner last year, Marcus Erickson, with his thoughts and impressions of Long Beach. Davey, battle for the Manufacturers Championship. Uh, all of their focus is uh, fair, squarely upon the month of May, but a pretty competitive start between Honda and Chevrolet to start the season through the first two races. And today, kind of marriage that out. I mean, the top five, you have a couple of Chevys, and you have three Hondas. Right now, right, the year started off pretty strong for Chevrolet. We'll see what Honda, how Honda can rebound, but right now, sitting in the best position on the pole. But what a great fight this year, Mark, between the manufacturers. I mean, it's been going back and forth. You have both manufacturers fight for poles and wins, which that's that's the best part. So, you know, as a driver, you always, you know, I've, you know, in the past, you've always, sometimes had a manufacturer be way better than the other one. You're just kind of stuck if you're not with the right guy. But this year, I'm telling you, the, the, the parity is so close, and, 
both manufacturers did an outstanding job to make uh, make really competitive engines. And just like the teams of the drivers, they want momentum as they get ready for an all-important month of May. Well, that's one of the counts, right? And I think, uh, you know, a lot, sometimes as a motor, if I'm a motor manufacturer, I focus on that one race, and sometimes it takes away from the other ones. Now, right now, we're really the parity is really good on these short tracks, and the, and the race is uh, coming up to the Indy 500. But you know as well as I do, sometimes you'll give up a championship just to win the Indianapolis 500. As a driver, a manufacturer, whatever it might be, um, championships are great. But, man, the Indy 500 is so special. And I know for a fact that, you know, I came close to winning two championships, and uh, which were obviously special. But, man, a 500 win, I would have gave up everything I had for a 500 win. And that's, that's what that place means to so many people, and, and uh, including the engine manufacturers. We are drawing ever closer to going trackside for pre-race festivities. First, here's the 8th PD update with Ryan Marine. Rebecca Johnson is the director of production for HPD, joining us now for the HPD engineering update. This is such an important event for HPD, the title sponsor, Acura, of course, not so far from Santa Clarita as well. What is the significance of racing effectively on home turf? Yeah, this is a great event for, for HPD and for Honda and Acura Associates. It's lovely weather today, better than yesterday, and uh, we're looking forward to a large crowd enjoying ourselves at a regular regular schedule this year instead of uh, the October date. Wonderful to be back in April, that's for sure. Of course, HPD was in the news recently with the test of the next generation of NTT IndyCar Series engines stepping up a little bit in size. How did that go at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? What did you learn? Yeah, we were uh, we were very happy with the test. Uh, we felt like uh, we, we checked off all the boxes and all the things we wanted to, to do. So still lots more work to do, but we were very satisfied and very happy with how that turned out for us. How big of an evolution would you describe the step from the current engine to what we'll see here in a few years' time? Uh, I, I think it's a good uh, evolution for us. Um, it's very exciting. It's um, it's different. It's you know it's all new all new parts for guys to design and uh, make and uh, put together. So it's very exciting. Thank you so much for the time and best of luck this weekend. Thank you so much. That is Rebecca Johnson, director of production for HPD, with our HPD engineering update. I really like Long Beach. It's a beautiful track, uh, palm trees everywhere, and it's a festival. People are enjoying, people are partying, and it's for the people that live around Long Beach. It's a special time of the year, so that makes it uh, very special for me, too. Uh, Rita's VK with his thoughts and impressions uh, on this uh, spectacular facility here at Long Beach. Uh, 1.9 miles, uh, 11 turns in all. And uh, what a history here. The most won, uh, wins by Al Unser Jr. First one was in 1988. He racked up six wins. Uh, three poles earned uh, by Mario DeFerrin. Will Power, Elio, let's go trackside. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the United States Army Color Guard from the Los Angeles Army Recruiting Battalion presents our nation's colors. Just ask you to 
watch over, protect, and keep everyone safe today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Here today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome Malia. Tatiana Calderón, Colombia. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Row 12. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Row 11. Takuma Sato, Japan. Kalamilo, United Kingdom. Row 10. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Row 9. David Malukas, United States. Connor Daly, United States. Row 8. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Rinus VK, the Netherlands. Row 7. Elio Castroneves, Brazil. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Row 6. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Row 5. Simon Pagenaud, France. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Row 4. Marcus Eriksson, Sweden. Will Power, Australia. Row 3. Romain Grosjean, France. Alexander Rossi, United States. Row 2. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Alex Pelot, Spain. On the outside of row 1. Joseph Dugarden, United States. And starting on the pole. Colton Herta, United States. in two miles, 11 turns, six to the left, five to the right. Three good ones help, helping us describe the action today. He literally has them coming and going, coming to him for the first time into a very tricky turn number one. Then he'll see him again off of turn number five, coming back the other way. We say good afternoon to Jay Query. 
Good afternoon to you, Mark. You know, in my hotel room this morning, I noticed that there is an old photo from the 19-teens of this area of Long Beach and the Pike Area Pier that featured a roller coaster as part of the entertainment district here in Southern California. That led to the epiphany of what I have seen for so many years before me, and that is an architectural design simulating a roller coaster. This is an area that has been entertaining for people for over a century. There is a Ferris wheel here to my right, but what is most important is what is just before me along Shoreline Drive. That is the area some 600 yards before turn number one. They go roaring past me as I sit essentially in the middle of the racetrack walls as they go past me on shoreline they will then take that left-hander that is turn number one they go just out of view but courtesy and help with the large jumbotron to use an old term that is just to my left the big video boards i can see when they go around the famous fountain area here that has been a tricky area of the race course this weekend throughout the practice and qualifying sessions but then when they take that right-handed turn number five to come back the opposite way on shoreline they come right back into towards me my view then a left-handed turn that is turn number six that has a bit of a crowning area where things can get just a little bit bumpy and the balance of the race car can become tricky when they turn onto pine avenue around this area that is still the epicenter of entertainment here in long beach california mark sun starting to peak down and once again we are so excited and i am so privileged to be able to call this historic race here on the streets of long beach and once they leave the view of jake query they quickly come into the view of a guy who may be plenty busy today. He'll eventually catch up with him in turn number nine. We say good afternoon to Dick Gilman. Yep, it's a pair of right-handers we'll be keeping an eye on today of turn eight and turn nine. Turn eight is uh, when they turn off of Pine Avenue onto Seaside Way. There's a tire barrier to the outside of that corner, so these drivers can't attack that corner uh, nearly as fast as they would like. We've seen banners ripped off, and we've seen uh, a couple drivers nose into the tire barriers there in turn eight. Once those drivers navigate that right-hand turn, they can can really open up these uh, the cars and, and start to roar down Seaside Way. Great opportunity to get side-by-side side and make some passes down to the right-hander of turn number nine. Turn nine looks a little bit different this year. The inside of the corner has been moved back, but ultimately with the apex being where it is, it won't affect the uh, passing attempts for the drivers in turn number nine. Very bumpy in that part of the racetrack as well. The drivers will keep it to drivers left on the racetrack and try to navigate that right-hand corner with red and white curbing to the outside and inside of that corner. And Mark, after they leave turn nine, couple signature corners here on the streets of Long Beach. One for sure, that's the iconic hairpin and high atop that, we will find Michael Young. Hi, Michael. Well, good afternoon, Mark Janes. A beautiful day here on the streets of Long Beach, and indeed, I will see the cars as they make that right-hander from turn number nine into the left-hander of turn number ten. Call it a concrete jungle. It is iconic here on the streets of Long Beach, like the 405 on a Friday, or any day of the week for that matter. It slows down to under 50 miles an hour into this hairpin turn, which is turn number 11. Obedience separates turn 10 and turn number 11, which is Shoreline Drive, and it's basically about 12 foot wide. The preferred line is to sweep wide on the left side and then hit your apex at the exit of turn number 11. But as we saw last year, Ed Jones tried to make a move inside on Pato Award. Both drivers were finished for the day yesterday. It slows down, as I said, to under 50 miles an hour, and they'll hit 170.
75 by the time they reach turn number one. The stands are packed with fans. It is such an electric atmosphere here on the streets of Long Beach. So honored to be calling this iconic corner. Looking forward to a great one today. And as Nick Yeoman said yesterday, the wind actually coming from the south. They can smell King Tacos, hot dogs, and hamburgers. We're getting ready for a good one here on the streets of Long Beach. And Davey Hamilton, about a minute before we go trackside for the command, uh, there is little doubt that uh, the Southern California is absolutely over the moon thrilled with the fact that this has returned to a spring race. What a packed place we have seen all weekend long. You know, I think we've seen it this entire year, Mark. Every race we've been to, it seems like we have great, great record crowds, and and this is no different than uh, the very first of the season at the, out in Florida. So, people are excited to get out of their house. It's in California. The weather's been a, a little hot the first few days, but beautiful today. Um, great day for a motor race, and uh, it's going to be very, very important for Herta and New Garden, Davy, to play nice going into Turn One. Yeah, for sure. And I think that, uh, man, as much speed as Hurt has, he'll, he's the one that paces this field, Mark. So he's going to be the first one to get on the accelerator. I assume that he's going to be able to take the lead fairly easily, get down into turn one. Just got to be careful. As we mentioned, the history dates back to 1984 for Indy Kyle, IndyCar style racing. It's time to go trackside the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach as we get ready for the command. It's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Here to give the command, please welcome the president of the Long Beach Convention Visitors Bureau, Mr. Steve Goodling. Drivers, start your engines. Road 26 cars getting ready to roll off the grid as we get set to go racing. The Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Let's check back in with our pit reporters, find out the stories that they will be following today. Let's start first with Joel Sebastianelli. Thank you, Mark. It is a gorgeous day in Long Beach. 65 degrees. You couldn't ask for anything better. Couldn't ask for much better on track, too. 110 degrees, the track temperature. Optimal for grip, and as we've heard all weekend, there is plenty of it already on track, especially for the front part of the field, most of whom are starting on the red Firestone Firehawk tires and a light breeze of about 7 miles per hour. I've been wondering, stationed on the back half of pit lane, who is going to beat the guy closer to the front? That's our pole sitter and defending race winner here, Colton Herda. Smashed the track record yesterday, fastest again in warm-up this morning. It's going to have to be somebody who doesn't beat themselves, right? I've got two of them back here. Joseph Newgarden has finished second at Long Beach the last two times out. Three podiums in the last four, but he's never won. He starts second, coming off a win at Texas. And series champion Alex Below is a couple stalls behind him. He qualified third, finished fourth in his debut here last fall. Uh, third in points, had to rally for some strong finishes after some slower starts to his weekends. But they have been in the hunt all weekend, Mark. And he will be hot on Colton Herta's gearbox as they fly down Shoreline Drive at speed. Pulling out of pit lane right now. A little bit further up the pit road, see what's going to go on in the front half of the, uh, of the pit stalls today. Let's check in with Ryan Marine. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, looking forward to the race here today. 
Our points leader coming in, Scott McLaughlin. He's stationed on my end of the pit lane, and it's been a charmed start to the season, at least until morning warm-up today. That's when he encountered an issue with his Chevrolet engine. They called it a header issue, and in an update from Chevrolet, they made a precautionary engine change on the Scott McLaughlin car. They have a suspected electrical problem as well as addressing the issues with the header. They say they might have been able to fix it without a full change, but this is safer and there is less risk involved. So that's why they went ahead and made that change. Now, obviously, Scott McLaughlin was not pleased to lose effectively the entire morning warm-up session here today, but he did acknowledge, hey, at least it happened in the warm-up, not at the start of the race. So at least for one driver, that warm-up proved very, very beneficial. Aleko, Joel's thoughts. It is a beautiful day. Chamber of Commerce weather here in Long Beach. The crowd has come out in droves. We're told all of the assigned reserve seats have been sold. And I'll tell you what, there's something just picturesque and perfect about being on the streets of Long Beach in April. Great to be back. About to turn them loose. Well, for sure. You and Joel, be careful. That's a very, very tight, confined pit road down there. Have a good, safe day. Look forward to your call throughout the course of the day. Check back in with our turn guys. Two of the three need to make their race predictions. Nick Yeoman did that during the final warm-up this morning. But let's start first with Jake Query. Jake, a final thought before we go racing and your pick to win today. Oh, it's interesting in watching Joseph Newgarden behind Colton Herta right now. Of course, everybody distancing themselves before we go racing. But Newgarden what happens, knows what happens when you start at the second position and get too aggressive at the beginning. He did that early in his career with Dario Franchitti. We'll see what happens today as everybody negotiates their way through. Nick, a guy that needs a good result here just because things have simply not gone his way for quite some time. He's a native of this state, and this is a racetrack that he likes. He had a good qualifying effort. I've got my eyes today on the possibility of Alexander Rossi once again putting his name in the record books here in Long Beach. Oh, that's what our elite anchor Mark Jaynes went with as well, so uh, he can get upset with you two when it goes wrong because, boy, oh, boy, it has been nothing but bad luck for Alexander Rossi the last couple years, but he has a really really fast race car this weekend. Michael Young, I went with Alex Pillow, our champion uh, who won a year ago the championship right here at Long Beach. Who have you got your eye on down there in the hairpin as we're set to go racing at Long Beach? Well, as you get the last pick, you're first two picks are already shot, so I'd like to see Joseph Newgarden actually rebound from last year when he started on the pole, finished second. He had a great race, but man, it's hard to go against Colton Herta. What a bad, fast race car he has. Joseph Newgarden will be my calls, just so I can be a little bit different from everybody else, but it should be an exciting race nonetheless. Some very fast race cars today. Pit strategy is going to be key. A two-stopper. Going to be a lot of fun. Always is here on the streets of Long Beach. Alright, guys. Next time they come to you, hopefully they'll be going a lot faster. They'll be a lot lot more to describe for sure. So, Davey Hamilton, uh, before we get set to go green flag racing here at the Accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach, uh, conditions, I think, are picture perfect and in, in terms of grip and the grip that so many cherish, it's probably the best right now that it's going to be throughout the course of the weekend. Yeah, exactly right. Track's really clean right now. A lot of rubber laid down in that groove, as we talked about a little bit earlier. If you get too much rubber laid down, it starts peeling back off the racetrack, creating marbles. So that means if you can't get out of line whatsoever, and what happens then? You can't really pass, because if you go get out of line to try to pass somebody, you get that marbles on your tires, that extra rubber on the racetrack. It leads all grip. Yeah, you lose all grip. So, you know, sometimes when, if, if and when a yellow might come out, um, they'll get the sweeper trucks out there about every time to try to keep this track clean. Uh, looks like nine drivers starting on the blacks, Davey. The one starting up the furthest would be Scott McLaughlin. He's starting at P9 on the blacks. 
Yeah, I, I think he just has to do a little bit, something a little bit different. He's back in the field farther than he's been this year. We know he could win. He's got a first and a second so far this year. Um, I do think you know that's a different strategy that you got to take. But I do think the blacks are going to be the fastest tire for a full stint this uh, today. So we see the field work their way uh, through turn nine, setting up for the hairpin uh, with the pace car having the field in tow. Colton Herta is your pole sitter. Joseph Newgarden, Alex Below, Felix Rosenquist. Those are the first couple of rows. Pace car is off. The green flag flies on the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Move their way into turn number one. It's Alex Pelot that's going to try to get inside of Joseph Newgarden, but everybody is behind Colton Herta. Newgarden was able to shut that door through turn number one. The field so far, three-quarters the way, safely through turn number one without an incident. The leader is the pole sitter, who has been oh so fast all weekend, talking about the record-setting pace of Colton Herta. He enjoys a four-car length advantage out of turn number five. It's Joseph Newgarden behind him, followed by Alex Polo, Felix Rosenquist, and then Alex Alexander Rossi. Colton Herta set sail for turn number seven. Like he was shot out of a cannon halfway through the first lap, and the lead for Colton Herta is already a healthy five car lengths. Out of turn number eight, it's Joseph Newgarden giving chase in second. Alex Pelot runs third. Rosenquist is fourth. And then the other, other American talent, Alexander Rossi, has settled into fifth. Further back, drivers jumping out of line, but it's Colton Herta, your race leader. Uh, three car lengths through turn number 11. Joseph Newgarden second. Below is in third. Then Rosenquist in that fourth position. Everybody clinging through this hairpin at turn 11. Jack Harvey nearly getting to the rear end of Christian Lundgaard. But the field is clinging down the front straightaway. Uh, Colton Herner is going to lead lap number one. And he has a lead of about 13 seconds already. Or eight-tenths of a second, we should say, going into turn one. And for the most part, everything stayed true to form in terms of qualifying order up front. Marcus Erickson was able to pick up a couple of spots, but nobody was able to catch Colton Herta, who extends his lead now out to about four or five car lengths before Joseph Newgarden comes into view. Newgarden has Palo just behind him. It's Rosenquist, Rossi, then Erickson and Ramon Grosjean. Yeah, our defending IndyCar Series champion Alex Palo running in third, putting the pressure on Joseph Newgarden as they bend their way through the right of turn number eight. Again, it's Herta by about six car lengths. Then Newgarden and Pelot nose to tail as they barrel their way down to the right-hander of turn number nine. Newgarden holds off Pelot as they bend through nine. Yeah, Colton Herter already stretching that lead out to about six car lengths here in the hairpin. As you said, Nick, below all over the rear wing of Joseph Newgarden, we still have the machine of Felix Rosenquist running in that fourth position. Good start to the race. Alexander Rossi running fifth. Herta has the most comfort right now. Newgarden, Pelot, Rosenquist, Rossi, Erickson, Jake Query. That battle for second far from being decided. Yeah, because Newgarden has had Pelot from the very beginning right there trying to look every way that he can on that number two machine. Newgarden is still able to hold off the series champ for now. We shall see if Pelot's just waiting to pounce. Again, Colton Herta is your leader. He sets up now for turn number six. Does so with a sizable gap back to Newgarden. Then it's Pelot. Then you gap a little bit before Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, that battle for fourth with Rosenquist uh, looks to be a good one as well as his advantage over Alexander Rossi. About two car lengths as they streak through turn number eight. Quickly on the accelerator, down that back straightaway of Seaside Way. Rosenquist advantage about two car lengths over Alexander Rossi, Michael, as they speed out of nine. 
Now, Joseph Newgarden able to gap himself over Alex below. That battle, as you said, is for that fourth position. Felix Rosenquist, a little bobble at the exit of the hairpin. Alexander Rossi about two car lengths behind. Other than that, that field still remains clean here in the hairpin. Rosenquist, Rossi, that is the best battle. That's the battle for the fourth position. Colt Nerda continues to pull away, but Jake, here comes that battle for fourth to turn one. Battle of fourth sets its way through turn number one. Marcus Erickson is an interested spectator in that. Keep in mind, the Swede had started in the eighth position, now in fifth. Taking a look at that battle for fourth. We'll take a look at it through turn number five, which is where Colton Herta sails through, followed by Newgarden and Pelot. Then that battle for fourth comes into view. It's Rosenquist separating from Rossi. Another good battle is that for fifth. Marcus Erickson has it. Ramon Grosjean would like to see it, Nick. Yep, no doubt about it. Grosjean lost the spot. He qualified in the fast six, but Erickson got around him at the start of the race, and that DHL car is on the move, charging towards the back of that familiar red and white Husky chocolate car of Marcus Erickson. Let's pick up that battle for the sixth spot. Erickson by about two car lengths over Grosjean. Yeah, Roman Grosjean able to close up onto that rear wing of Marcus Erickson in the hairpin. Erickson gets a good launch out of the hairpin. He'll make that gap about two car lengths. But boy, Marcus Erickson not able to hold off Roman Grosjean. Grosjean on the charge down the front straightaway. DHL joined Andretti Autosport 12 years ago, so a bit of an anniversary for them this weekend. Jake Query, Roman Grosjean giving it a good ride as he tracks down Marcus Erickson. And as he does that, what he is doing is distancing himself from Will Power. So now all of a sudden, that front six or seven cars really fractured out just a little bit. Colton Herta, again, is the car running up front, and his lead grows just a little bit. You can see the hands inside that Gabridge wheel working hard. 12 car length advantage over Joseph Newgard. Grosjean said in the pre-race, if we get a chance, we're going to go for it. And he continues to bear down on the rear wing of, uh, of Marcus Erickson. It's the battle for the sixth spot. Those two drivers right in step exiting turn number eight down the back straight away they'll do a little drafting Grosjean trying to catch Erickson it'll stay in about two car lengths as they quickly slow for turn number nine now Marcus Erickson gaps himself that time from Roman Grosjean by about two car lengths or so that's still the best battle that battle for six as everybody exits this hairpin and not as good a launch this time for Roman Grosjean it's Marcus Erickson in that sixth position by about two car lengths five laps complete this time by Colton Herter with a lead of 2.3 seconds Davey Hamilton we were all hoping for a clean start into turn number one everyone minded their proverbial P's and Q's as they say we've set a pretty good pace here early on in this race yeah, good pace. Colton Herta obviously has fastest lap of the race so far. Then second place is Newgarden, who has the second fastest lap. And the third uh, place car of Pelo, the, the third uh, quickest lap. So no surprise, but everybody did a great job. No, Not even a touch with anybody. Now they're all pretty much single file right now. Looks like Kellett's in the wall down in turn one, it looks like, Mark. Yep, indeed. Caution on the course with five laps complete. Dalton Kellett against the wall. Just past the apex of turn number one. Colton Herta, Joseph Newgarden, Alex Pelo. Felix Rosenquist and Alexander Rossi, your top five. The American Legion is proud to be an official charity of IndyCar. Text OtterFetch to 41444 for your chance to celebrate in Winter Circle and meet the winning driver. We pause 10 seconds for stakes identification. This is IndyCar Radio. 
Today's race is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. And by NTT, the official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. A caution on the course, single car incident involving uh, Dalton Kellen, and it appears as though we did have at least one taker on pit road, Joel Sebastianelli. Well, I've seen three cars come down pit road so far, all of them running at the back. Devlin Francesco, Jimmy Johnson, and Tatiana Calderon. All standard stops for tires. Several other drivers on all scan. Going over what their adjustments will be on their pit stops. Not changing strategy yet coming in early, but for those drivers on the back half of the field, all sound relieved to see a caution saying that this helps us with mileage now on Marcus Erickson's radio in particular saying good the more we can save now the better Mark uh, this report from the pits brought to you by Speedway the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar Davey you've had a chance to take a look at the replay a couple of times the single car incident involving Dalton Kelly yeah, a single car all by himself getting down into turn one. It's really hard to judge that corner. You you have to. It's a heavy braking zone, Mark. It looks like he just turned in a bit early and may have just a little bit too much front brake. Looked like the front tires locked up a little too easy. Just barely clipped the tire barrier. If the tires weren't there, he might have might have made it and not hit that harder wall. But just clipped that right front mark on those uh, those safer tires with soft tires there, and it sucked him right into that hard wall. So pretty good shot for Kellett, and uh, uh, unfortunate this early in the race. Well, a pretty good gig, that guy, that forklift, uh, Davey, he, he's got a pretty good job. He had to reset the tire barrier that just passed the, uh, where, where Dalton Kellett hit the tires, and he rammed it back into place a couple of times, hit those tire barriers pretty hard with that forklift. Yeah, man, he, he knows how to get it done, put it back perfectly again, make sure that's one thing after an incident like that. You want to make sure that you get the tires back because they're for safety and you need to get them back like they're supposed to be. And It looks like he's done it a time or two before because he has them back perfect. How about a full field rundown? Eight laps complete of the 85 to be contested. Heard a new garden below, Rosequist and Rossi, the top five. Then Erickson, Rojan, Power, McLaughlin, Simon Pagino to the top ten. 11th is award. 12th, Kyle Kirkwood, 13th, Elio Castroneves, 14th, Rahal, 15th, VK, 16th, Dixon, 17th, Daly, Malukas, 18th, 19th, Harvey, 20th, Lungard, 21st, Eilat, 22nd, Sato, 23rd, Johnson, DeFrancisco, 24th, Calderon, 25th, Kellett, 26th. By the way, Erickson, plus two, Johnson, plus two, Castroneves up one, along with Harvey and Calderon. Michael Young, single file, the field comes back into your view. Yeah, no contact thus far, but everybody knows to tail near contact with Simon Pagino into the rear end of Scott McLaughlin. Further back, Jack Harvey gets around Christian Lugard, but we're back to green here at Long Beach. And the leader, Colton Herta, sets sail for turn number one, pops back into the view of Jay Query. And the best battle might be still that one between Grosjean and Marcus Erickson. Erickson is able to hold off that DHL machine as they work their way through turn number one. The leader is Colton Herta, who got a good jump on this restart, much like the start of the race. He sets himself up now for turn number five, does so about a three-car length advantage over Joseph Newgarden, then two back to Alex Pelot. Then all of a sudden, Alexander Rossi starts to look in on the fourth-place running Felix Rosenquist. Rossi all over the back wing of Rosenquist, exiting turn 
number six. The advantage for Rosenquist, who runs in fourth, is about two car lengths. But, boy, Erickson and Grosjean cannot get away from each other in that battle for the sixth spot. Erickson's advantage, about a car length and a half over Roman Grosjean. They both climb on the binders and bend the car through the right-hander of turn nine. Further back, Elio Castroneves nearly passing Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, everybody minding their P's and Q's, although Roman Grosjean didn't get tucked up underneath that rear wing of Marcus Erickson. Looked like Marcus had a little bit of understeer as he exited the hairpin in turn number 11, although that did not allow him any opportunity to gain any ground, or I should say for Roman Grosjean to gain any ground. Still about two car lengths. Uh, couldn't make it out on the restart. I think it might have been Connor Daly who was doing some beating and banging off that hairpin, but everybody appears to be uh, back underway and back under full power for sure. Colton Herta with the lead of 1.1 seconds as the field starts to make its way around the fountain. So the top five, Jake, when they get back to you toward five, will be Herta, Newgarden, Pelot, Rosenquist, and Alexander Rossi. And then in sixth, it is Marcus Erickson. And as Nick had said so well, he and Ramon Grosjean just couldn't get away from each other. But Erickson now, Nick, looks like he might have gotten a little bit of breathing room, maybe an extra car length or so. And perhaps the amazing part is as much as those two have battled, it's Will Power, who sits in eighth, that is not able to run them down. Meanwhile, leader is Colton Hurd out of turn nine. Colton Herta already has about a six-car length advantage over Joseph Newgarden, but Joseph Newgarden now starting to see his mirrors fill up with Alex Pelot. Nice battle for that fourth position with Felix Rosenquist and Alexander Rossi. Boy, Rossi got a nice run out of the hairpin. He's closing in on Rosenquist for fourth. That was actually Renus VK who had some contact that last time through the hairpin. We touched upon it earlier. We just saw a replay and can confirm that now. How about an update on the leader, Colton Herta, Ryan Marine? Now, the car is good. He's happy with that, but the drinks bottle is not working. It came over the radio to let the team know about that. Now, the good news is it's only 66 degrees here today, not the 96 it was when we were here for practice number one on Friday. Maybe a large drink with that King Taco if that's how he chooses to celebrate when this race is over, if uh, they can't get that problem fixed. The lead is 1.4 seconds for Colton Herta, and before long, Nick Yeoman, he's going to pop back into your view with a pretty comfortable advantage over Joseph Dugard. Yeah, on track, that equals about eight car lengths, but the battle we need to look at, Michael picked it up through the hairpin. It's Rossi and Rosenquist, so it's the battle for fourth. Is Rosenquist trying to hold on to that spot, Michael, out of turn number nine? Yeah, he did a good job in the middle portion of this course to gap himself by a car leg. But, boy, Rossi just drives it in so hard into the hairpin. But this time, Felix Rosenquist gets a nice launch down that front straightaway. Give himself a two-car leg advantage over Rossi. Uh, Colton Herta has been the class of the field throughout the course of the weekend, Davey. He's just faster than everyone else. And it appears as though early on in the race, that's still the case. He just continues to drop that lap time, was 107.9. Then Green comes back out, lap five. He turns to 107.49. So you're right, Mark. I mean, he has a couple tenths on the next quickest car, which is New Guard. He just, he's doing it with ease right now. Uh, Davey, it, it's not just a matter of sheer horsepower, is it? I mean, what are you seeing about him in terms of, is he able to gain an advantage over the other drivers? Is it in terms of braking, or is it just how smooth he is through the more technical portions of the courts? What is it that you're seeing? You, you know, some drivers just have an act for a racetrack. They just they just fit into the style of the racetrack. And it seems that Colton Hurt, ever since he's came to this place at Long Beach, you got to remember, he's been coming here as a kid, so he knows every inch of this racetrack before he ever got on the racetrack. And it just seems this racetrack fits his style. He can really push the limits without going over them. And it's hard to do on street courses because there's walls on both sides of you. You make the smallest of mistakes. Like we've seen Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson and a few other drivers had issues this, this uh 
this week just because it's no air racetrack and it seems like Colton can get it done with that. But by the way, he did spin once, if you recall, Mark, bend his rear wing, so he can make mistakes too. But this track just fits his style, and I think it's just the smoothness of him and the determination he has to, to win at home. DeFrancesco, Jimmy Johnson, Tatiana Calderon, all debris on the field. They all stopped on lap number seven. Davey, we talked about the difference between two-stop and three-stop. Did we squeeze enough caution laps out of that single-car instant with Dalton Kellett to make this a two-stop race for everybody, or are there some that are besides those three that might make this a three-stopper? Yeah, no, I, I think two stops pretty standard, straight up, where majority are going to do. And it would have been nice, I think, for majority of these teams. If it were another five or six laps, I think you would have seen way more takers than three to try to do that three-stop strategy just to try to have a little bit better tire towards the end of the race. But it happened so early, I just don't think there been, it was a huge advantage to do what they're doing. Unless, and they were already in the back of the field, Mark, so really no, no loss. You might as well do it. Uh, battle for second, Jake Query. Entertains thoughts of wanting to tighten up a bit. That's Joseph Newgarden, Alex Below, and hits to turn one. And both of them just trying to keep Colton Herta in sight. They have now pretty safely gathered Felix Rosenquist, who's managed to get away just a little bit from Alexander Rossi. But let's watch that battle for a second as they work their way now through turn number five. Again, Colton Herta is the leader, and comfortably so. Then it's Newgarden, and right now he's got about a two-and-a-half car length advantage over Alex Below. Herta works his way into turn number six. Then so too does Newgarden. Palo got just a little bit lower through the turn. He's got about three car lengths to get to Joseph Newgarden. I'll tell you what, I, I actually think Joseph Newgarden might be slightly running Colton Herta down. He's certainly pulling away from Alex Palo. The advantage for Newgarden in that second spot is about eight car lengths, about a full second as Colton Herta leads the field through turn number 10. I was going to say the same thing, Nick. Last time by, I'm like, is Joseph Newgarden starting to close in on Colton Herta? Indeed, it looks like he has. Colton Herta wiggled ever so slightly at the exit of the hairpin. Now, he's closed in, but it's still about a 12-car length advantage. But Joseph Newgarden slowly trying to creep his way back into an opportunity to take the lead. Now watch Jack Harvey slip around David Malukas, pick up a position. Actually, reverse that. Malukas was able to pick up a position on Harvey about a half a lap ago. Renus VK currently running in the 16th position. Ryan Marine has an update on him. Well, you mentioned that he got his elbows out and there was a little bit of contact. That did do some damage to the nose of that race car. So far, his report has been that it's not affected the performance to the point where they want to change it, but that is still a discussion right now with Renus on the radio. They have a spare wing out and are going to be assessing that situation as it develops. Uh, full field rundown now with 15 laps complete. Colton Herta is your leader. Joseph Newgarden is second. Alex Below is third. Felix Rosenquist is fourth. Alexander Rossi is fifth. Sixth, Marcus Erickson. Seventh, Roman Grosjean. Eighth is Will Power. Ninth is Scott McLaughlin. Tenth is Simon Pagino. Pato Award is 11th. Kyle Kirkwood is 12th. Elio Castro-Nevis is 13th. Graham Rahal is 14th. Scott Dixon is 15th. Renus VK is 16th. 17th, Connor Daly. 18th, Jack Harvey. 19th, David Malukas. Uh, 20th, Takuma Sato. Christian Lungard is 21st. 22nd is Callum Eilat. Devlin DeFrancisco is 23rd. Jimmy Johnson is 24th. Tatiana Calderon is 25th. Dalton Kellett out of the race. He completed five laps. He's 26th. Marcus Erickson is plus two on the day. Same for Jack Harvey. Sato's plus two. Castro Nevins Dixon of East improved one position. And Davey, uh, that two-stop strategy starts to open up about lap 18. Might we see because of that caution now with 16 laps complete within about four or five laps pit road activity should pick up? 
Mark, I don't think I think they're going to go longer. I think they're going to go longer on their stance just because they can. You might as well, if you're in the front, go as long as you can. You do not go a lap down here when you pit, Mark. So no real advantage on, on taking that window as early as it comes out. All right, 16 laps complete. Colton Herta, your leader. Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. I can recall being there as a, a teenager hanging on the fence, wishing I was an IndyCar driver. So to be inside the ropes, be inside the race car, uh, was a really cool experience. I was surprised just how rough the track was. You know, everybody talked about Detroit, everybody talked about Nashville, and it was going to be rough. But I was really taken back by just how little grip and how rough Long Beach was. And banged up hand and all, Jimmy Johnson talking about his thoughts and impressions of Long Beach. Michael Young, that battle is uh, resumed now for the fourth spot between Rosenquist and Rossi. Well, I have Felix Rosenquist starting to hold up not only Rossi, but Erickson and Robin Grosjean. Those four are nose to tail, although there is a bit of gap between Rossi and Marcus Erickson. It looks like Rossi's going to try to get... Marcus Erickson, or I should say Felix Rosenquist, down a one. Coming to you, Jake. And Weary. Alexander Rossi. Rossi took the look to the inside. Sorry about that. Mark Rosenquist was able to close that door through turn number one. But it does feel at this point like it might almost be inevitable that eventually Rossi's going to get around Rosenquist. As they work their way out of five, we'll take a look at it again. Rossi seems to be almost holding up behind Rosenquist. Now he's going to take a look down to the inside. He is working every angle to try to get around that arrow machine. Mark is Erickson and Roman Grosjean. Nick, they're stacked up there as well. Yeah, the pace is absolutely gone on Rosenquist's car, and it's allowed the front three to streak away by nearly eight seconds, and it has stacked up fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. Rosenquist, though, too strong down into turn number nine. He's going to hold Alexander Rossi off, but it's Erickson and Grosjean right in tow. Well, this is where Rossi is really good through turn 10 and 11. This hairpin and Rossi close right on the rear wing of Felix Rosenquist. So take a look to the inside. Rossi gets a good launch down that front straightaway. He's tucked underneath the rear wing of Felix Rosenquist, trying to take over that fourth position. Rosenquist has the elbows plenty wide again as they roar down that bending straightaway and set up for turn one at Jake Query. And Rossi locked him up, and Rosenquist got pushed to the outside. That allowed Alexander Rossi to make that pass. And when he did so, Marcus Erickson tried to do it as well. We'll see what that means for Rosenquist as they come through turn number five. The leader, Colton Herta, through turn number six, followed by Joseph Newgarden, and as well, Alex Pelot. Then it stacks up. The first car into view is none other than Alexander Rossi with Marcus Erickson and Roman Grosjean behind him. Rosenquist might have a problem. Will Power, Scott McLaughlin. They just sailed past him as well. The problem is he got hip-checked into turn number one, and you're right, Jake. He is falling through the field. Rosenquist loses two spots to the Penske teammates. Up next, right behind him, it's Simon Pagano, who's got a nice run down Seaside Way. Tucked right up behind that rear wing. Simon moves to the right side of the racetrack. He'll slip by Rosenquist, Michael, tumbling through the field. Now problems for Felix Rosenquist. Now his teammate trying to check him off the box as well. Let's see if he heads to pit lane. No, he'll stay out. So Felix Rosenquist stays out, but now Patricio Award will try to take a look inside and get around his teammate. We did see Scott Dixon jump off on the pit road uh, as he came off of the hairpin. But uh, Dave, you had a chance to see that pass now. Uh, just a good, strong move by Alexander Rossi into turn number one. Yeah, definitely had extra speed. He was just being held up too much by Rosenquist, and he put it in there. Rosenquist turned down. They had slight contact, but what you know, Rosenquist probably should have just let him go because what happened? It pushed him out those marbles. He's going to have marbles on his tires. That's why he slowed down. He can't get that 
the, that buildup off his tires, and you lose a massive amount of speed when that happens. And uh, Nick Yeoman, by the time he gets back to you in turn number nine, Felix Rosenquist is going to drop from fourth all the way back to tenth. To his credit, it does look like he's regathered it a little bit in front of his teammate, Padua Ward, who's doing everything he can simply to stay ahead of the rookie, Kyle Kirkwood. But here comes Padua Ward, Mexican driver, moves to the inside. He'll slip by his teammate, Rosenquist. Won't put up much of a fight, Michael, out of turn ten. Yeah, it's tough. You get that rubber on those tires, and it's going to take you a couple of laps. Now Kyle Kirkwood's going to take a look, but right behind him is Elio Castroneves. But Kirkwood gets a great launch out of turn number 11. He closes in on that rear wing of Felix Rosenquist as we have more cars diving on the pit lane. We saw Scott Dixon go to pit road. We understand Felix Rosenquist is laying out, but most notably, as we get toward the end of this window, Jake Query, by the time the leaders get back to you, there's no question, Herta, Newgarden, and Plow all tightening up. Those three not only tightening up, Nick, the reality is they have a huge advantage before they get to Alexander Rossi. Yeah, it was a 1.4 second advantage for her to over Newgarden. It's down to 1.2, 1.9 back to Alex below, and then it's a pretty good battle for fourth. Rossi trying to hold off Erickson. That's how they run to the top five. As for Colton Herta, Michael, he's headed back to the hairpin. Yeah, he's making his way through the hairpin right now. Those reds may be used up by the time he gets through another couple of laps or so. The top three will remain on the track. Then it's a long gap back to Alexander Rossi. Here he comes through the hairpin right now. Marcus Erickson right on his rear wing. Then about three car lengths back to Roman Grosjean. Will power another three car lengths back as well. But it looks as though there might be a pass for that fourth position. Well, Rossi was the aggressor. Now it's Marcus Erickson, uh, Jake Query. This is the battle for fourth. Back to you in turn one. And Marcus Erickson tried to do the old go down low, then pop out high. Didn't work through turn number one. Rossi was able to hold him off. Then they go through the fountain area where you just simply have to make sure you don't have a bobble like Graham Rahal or David Malukas did in practice, and you'll be able to hold your form. But off of turn number five now, Erickson again taking a long, hard look at Alexander Rossi, who swings wide through turn number six. That Napa machine is going to hold up Marcus Erickson as they work their way through turn number seven. Erickson definitely looks a little bit faster, though, as they go back down the hill to the right-hander of turn number eight. The advantage for Rossi is about two car lengths over Marcus Erickson, and as Rossi holds him up, that allows Grosjean to kind of creep into the mix. Rossi hard on the brakes. He'll hold on to that fourth spot once again, Michael, over Marcus Erickson in turn nine. Yeah, Rossi's reds are about used up as Marcus Erickson closes in on that rear wing again. Here comes Alexander Rossi off of the hairpin. He'll get a nice launch. Two-car length advantage over the Marcus Erickson machine. Let's go to Ryan Marino on pit lane. Felix Rosenquist came into the pits on that last time by. It was off of the red tires, which were totally used up for the Swede, and onto the black tires and a massive front wing adjustment. Three and a half turns for Felix Rosenquist. Marcus Erickson is flat wearing out Alexander Rossi. They're cruising around the fountain as we speak. He is stuck right in the tire tracks of Jake Query. It's going to be hard to make out the two cars when they first start coming your way toward turn number six. Well, you're not kidding. Now, all of a sudden, Marcus Erickson to the inside. Put the Husky chocolate machine in front of Alexander Rossi. Roman Grosjean now is going to try to get in on that battle. But Erickson, Nick, was able to make the pass. The pressure was just too much as Marcus Erickson all over Rossi into one. Gets him down in turn six and immediately starts to check out. In fact, it's about six car lengths. Now the battle is with Roman Grosjean and his teammate Alexander Rossi. That's for fifth, Michael, out of turn number nine. 
Yeah, they're trying to ride these reds out. And as you said, Nick, Roman Grosjean all over the rear ring of his teammate, Alexander Rossi. Rossi holding on, then Will Power, Scott McLaughlin closing in as well. Boy, Roman Grosjean got a great run out of the hairpin, closing in on Alexander Rossi. He's making a run on Alexander Rossi down that bending straightaway. He looks to the outside, looks to the inside. That was side by side into turn number one. And Roman Grosjean will get to turn number one first. Alexander Rossi tucks in behind and watches his teammate and that DHL machine sets sail. Holden Perda again is the leader. Three car length advantage through turn number six over Joseph Newgarden and then Alex Pelot. Out of turn at number six, we uh, watch those leaders streak away. They're already into turn number eight as Rossi tries to regather it in front of Will Power. Power now in the seventh spot. He's given chase of Alexander Rossi as uh, everyone makes their way back down the hill. In fact, Power's already caught Rossi into turn number eight. They'll accelerate down Seaside Way. Will Power has a strong run on Alexander Rossi. Not sure he's going to be able to get alongside. Here comes Alexander Rossi. He will. He'll hold off Will Power once again into turn nine. Top three will remain on the track. Marcus Erickson making his way through the hairpin. So too Roman Grosjean, who just got around his teammate, Alexander Rossi. Let's see what Rossi does. He's had enough. He's coming to pit lane. Let's go down to pit lane and check in with Ryan Marine. Take quickly on 2001 winner Elio Castroneves. He came in on the last lap off of reds onto another set of reds. Alexander Rossi, though, heading to Joel Sebastianelli. Alexander Rossi is in, holding his position, qualified fifth in from fifth. One turn on the front wing, and he is out on Black Firestone Firehawks. This report for the pits brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Davey Hamilton, you a little surprised now with that pit window opening up that the leaders haven't come in yet? Well, not really, because I look at the pace that they're running, and they're off pace a little bit to some of the guys. Colton just ran a 108.5. You look down at Erickson, a 107.4. Over a second quicker, Erickson is. He's catching those first three, but right now they still have good pace in the field. Dixon being the first one to pit mark, he seems, you know, he's run 07.8s. Really not that much faster with the new tires as these leaders are with the used ones. It looks like that uh, Alex Pelot among the top five coming to pit road. Let's check in on the pit stop of Alex Pelot currently running third. Alex Pelot is in going from reds to plaques, celebrating a birthday since our last race in Texas. 25 years old. What a gift this would be. He is out. No adjustments in about eight and a half seconds. Uh, well, that's pretty, a pretty clean pit stop for Alex Pelot, Davey, and as tight and as unforgiving as that uh, pit road is, it, a pretty nice luxury to be able to get on and off with nobody else on pit road. Yeah, these guys are very happy to make pit stops under grain just because of that. Mark three pit spaces. You know, when we have yellows, they all try to come in at one time. It's a tight pit road. I noticed every car so far has put multiple turns of nose wing in. Just tell me a lot of understeer. Now they're going to the black, harder uh, side where harder compound tires. So they may need a little more nose wing, a little more grip. But a lot of marbles on the track right now. But you want to definitely stay in line as somebody. Oh, that that is actually Pato Ward slowing coming back on track after his pit stop. Yeah, we just Pottle Award go on and off pit road and uh, Davey for those of you that have the ability to see that video monitor when they're cranking that wing like you saw them do with Pottle Award you talk about understeer what specifically so the novice will understand are they hoping to accomplish and why are they making so many turns of that wing 
just the front of the car will not turn, Mark. You get down to these corners and you turn the wheel, the front tires just want to slide. They just can't carve that corner where they need to and just waste so much time. You could actually be faster with a loose car where the back actually just a little bit loose where it slides just so slightly, helps get around the corner, but it has that forward bite. So understeer is not fun, especially when there's walls on both sides of the track so tight. Kyle Kirkwood among those coming to pit road. Let's go back to pit road, check it with Joel Sebastianelli. He is out a routine stop onto black tires. Kirkwood in this pit cycle had worked his way up to eighth position. Back-to-back weeks in the past 12, a solid weekend so far for the 14 team. Uh, a lengthy stop for Simon Pagino in that uh, Sirius XM Auto Nation machine. Davey, it took them a while to get that right rear replaced on that car. He don't know what happened there. I don't know if he lost the wheel nut. These wheel guns, the nut locks into them. So when you make these changes on the tires, it's just quick. But it looked like maybe he lost it. Had to get one off his belt, a spare one, put it on, and it just took so long. Took an extra three or four seconds for Simon's pit stop. Leader is on pit road. Colton Herta has led all 28 laps, Ryan Marine. Only thing he said other than the drinks bottle issue is that he's managing his front tires. The Reds, though, have lasted him 29 laps as he pits here on lap number 30. He'll go to sticker black tires. There is a wing adjustment at the front of the car. A little bit of a hang-up, but they do get him down and away. Maybe it looked like he almost turned into the wrong pit box. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about that in just a moment. Let's go to Joel. Juan Grosjean, another driver who's been holding his position in this race after qualifying sixth. He's out on black tires, no adjustments to the 28. Uh, David Malukas uh, went on the pit road just behind him, and we see Colton Herta gets passed by Alex Pelot, Davey, going into turn number one. So uh, Alex Pelot was able to leapfrog over Colton Herta as a result of those pit stops. Yeah, what a great pit stop, and you know he's had pretty good pace. They found some for this race. Meanwhile, Simon Pagino, unfortunately, guys, goes off in turn nine, had to, lost a lot of time, had to get that car turned around, get back going on the track. Again. Well, the race lead fell to Joseph Newgarden. He and Erickson among the last couple of the front runners to come to pit road, and uh, Joseph Newgarden brings the Hitachi machine to the attention of his crew. And let's go to Joel Sebastianelli. Joseph Newgarden is in and out. A lot of strategy in that part of the field. Relatively similar going from blacks to reds on the two-stop strategy. Routinely time stop as well, about eight seconds. And Marcus Erickson was able to get on and off of pit road along with Joseph Newgarden. Now we're seeing how everybody cycles back in behind Joseph Newgarden and company. Will Power Graham Rahal, Davey, they cycled to the front, but again, they've yet to stop. Yeah, how about this? How about Newgarden also in front of Colton Herta? Two cars. He lost two spots. That little that little mix-up on that tire cost Colton quite a bit. Finds himself in third place right now. But as you said, Ray Hall leading. Ray Hall in second. But there's momentarily they're going to be coming in. Going to give that lead back to Newgarden. Pretty, pretty clean stop for David Malukas, but he'll have to serve a drive through for uh, speeding on pit road. So, again, it's Power and Ray Hall, uh, the, the two that have yet to stop. Christian Lungard has yet to stop as well. But, uh, boy, you, you look behind them, it's, uh, you know, you, you go on back to the, those of them who have stopped, and it looks like things are going to cycle through in pretty good place for uh, a pretty good place for Alex Below, Davey. Yeah, really good place, actually. I mean, he, oh, we got one slow. Lungard slow coming in the pits right now. He is on pit lane. They're not going to throw a yellow, but he must have ran out of fuel. Just took it a little too far. Meanwhile, I'll tell you what, Colter is all over Newgarden, but the winner of this whole thing is is uh, Pelot. Michael Young. 
Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Christian Lugard's engine was stalled when he came around the hairpin. I didn't think he was going to make it. He started to break, and he's able to roll it in. The crew has actually run to his aid. They're pushing him down pit lane. But, man, what a change of events in this first round of pit stops here on the streets of Long Beach. Let's go to pit road, check in with Ryan Marine. Will Power just came in and left. He went off of red tires onto a set of scuffed red tires. He's back out into the fight. Joel Sebastianelli. With Christian Lungard saying over the radio, pump the fuel, pump the fuel. And then he replied back, I don't think we're ever going to get going. But they've got the car in here right now, still doing everything they can to get it moving. Updates for the pits being brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. We'll reset the field when we come back to the Accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach. Quickly to the hairpin and Michael Young. Oh, Scott McLaughlin was trying to get around Tatiana Calderon, and as he exited the hairpin, he spun out. He waited for the entire field to come around, and as he tried to get himself turned around, he drove back into the hairpin, nearly collided with Simon Pagino. But what a costly mistake for a points leader, Scott McLaughlin, and again, near contact with Simon Pagino here in the hairpin. Uh, running solidly in the top ten, McLaughlin will tumble all the way to 21st. The radio network would like to thank these stations for carrying the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, WMRS in Monticello. Indiana, WHGL in Canton, Pennsylvania, and aloha to our listeners, KIKI in Honolulu, Hawaii. Dave, you've seen the replay a couple of times. Yeah, he was trying to get under Catalina, but but uh, he made it just a little too tight, caught that right rear tire on that inside wall, spun him around really quick. I mean, he's barely hit it, but that's all it takes. And hopefully he didn't bend something in that uh, that right rear suspension, but, um, you know, tries trying to get around a slower car, just trying too hard. So, 34 laps complete. Oh, trouble. Third nine, Mark. It looks like Devlin DeFrancesco just caught the wall. He was battling with Callum Eilat. And, Michael, he has spun right in the hairpin in front of you. Yeah, the left rear is down. He's broken the toe leg on that left rear. He's able to get it righted, but he's got tire pieces flying everywhere. He'll make that right-hand turn and make it to pit lane. Looks like Christian Lugard's right behind him. Uh, the fortunate thing is, Davey Hamilton, that will not, it appears, bring out a caution. Yeah, what happened coming through off of turn nine, as we talk about, it's easy just to overshoot it. He slammed the wall with those left sides pretty good. He gets down into the hairpin and then just loses control because his, his toe link is actually broken. Spins around. Boy, almost takes out Pagel. Pagel's not had a good day today, but fortunately he didn't stall the car. He's going to get in, but his day is definitely over. Okay, so 35 laps complete. We'll see if we can get the full field rundown in this time for you. Alex Pillow is your leader. Uh, benefited from uh, good uh, timing in terms of his pit stop. Joseph Newgarden is second. Herta is third. Erickson is fourth. Dixon is fifth. Grosjean is sixth. Will Power is seventh. Alexander Rossi is eighth. Pato Award is ninth. Graham Rahol is tenth. Kyle Kirkwood, eleventh. Elio Castro Neves is twelfth. Connor Daly is thirteenth. Takuma Sato is fourteenth. Rosaquiz, fifteenth. Sixteenth, Harvey. Seventeenth, VK. Eighteenth, Callum Eilat. Nineteenth is Pagino. Twentieth is McLaughlin. Johnson is 21st. Malukas is 22nd. Devlin G. Francisco currently shown in 23rd. That most assuredly will change. Tatiana Calderon is 24th. Christian Lungard, two laps down. And 25th. And then the 26th and out of the race, completing just five laps, is Dalton Kelvin. So, Davey, as we reassess what happened in terms of the pit stop to the pit strategy, great call, great timing for Pelot. 
Yeah, really good timing and a really good stop. I think most importantly, I think they were all, you know, timing was all pretty equal for these guys. It's just a matter when they came out. Now we see Herta, you know, was in first, now finds himself in third behind uh, uh, Catalina, and she she's kind of holding him up. Matter of fact, Newgarden's getting away. He gets by her right there, going down in turn four. But, man, I'll tell you what, as you said, Pelot with a perfect stop. Man, he, he went from third to first. He's gapping himself right now. So Tatiana Calderon is a, a lap down. She is in the 23rd position, and uh, that who that is who Colton Herta is trying to work his way around. And while he's trying to do that, all that's happening, Nick Yeoman, as he is watching Joseph Newgarden pull away. Yeah, and, and perhaps most importantly, both of those drivers watching Alex Polo streak away. Polo already threw turn number nine. Here comes Newgarden. Here comes Herta. So front three, Michael. They're in their own area code heading towards the hairpin. Yeah, Alex Pelot already out of the hairpin. Joseph Newgarden about a three-car length advantage as Colton Herta got around Tatiana Calderon. Boy, Colton has a nice launch out of that hairpin. He's got a good run. And then we see Marcus Erickson just now making his way through the hairpin. Scott Dixon was the big uh, advantage taker in that first round of pit stops, although he came in very early. He's already in front of the machine of Roman Grosjean. Uh, now that they have both worked their way around Tatiana Calderon, Davey Hamilton, it appears as though Joseph Newgarden and Colton Herta uh, could get pretty interesting. Colton, as we know, has a very fast race car. Yeah, he sure does. There's about a second and a half between them right now. Colton's made up about a tenth that lap, but right now you know, we'll see. You know, he's, I think he has a really good opportunity to chase him down, but as we noticed, he's been right behind him for about five or six laps. Couldn't do anything with him. he catch him, he can get behind him, but just can't make that pass right now. Meanwhile, uh, it was about a 3.2 second lead for Pelot over Newgarden. It's down to 2.8. Still a nice lead, but uh, Newgarden's slowly catching him. Ryan Marine. Devlin DeFrancesco out of the race car. Devlin, sorry to be talking to you so soon. What happened? You know, a cold run on Blacks there on the outlap and, uh, you know, quite an aggressive bump into nine and just locked both fronts and, uh, yeah, it was game over. Up until that point, how was the race car? Up until that point, how was the car? Car was good. You know, I was just stuck behind um, the 77 there for quite a long time and, and hurt our reds, um, you know, trying to make the reds last and then, you know, it's just a tough day for everybody. Thanks, Devlin. Not going to be long, Jake Query, and Joseph Newgarden is going to have company, and it's going to be the pole sitter, Colton Herta. They work their way around the fountain now. Alex Pelot enjoys a lead of 2.6 seconds, but there is no question that Colton Herta is starting to draw a bead on Joseph Newgarden. You'll see that when they get back to you. Set and sail through turn number six. Colton Herta, Nick, he's got about two car lengths to make up on Joseph Newgarden, but it feels like he's got the speed right now to get there. Yep, on the stopwatch, that shows about eight-tenths of a second as they both streak out of turn number eight. Now down the back straightaway. Here's where you can set someone up if you're fast enough. Herta continues to inch forward, closing it on Joseph Newgarden. It's the battle for second. Yeah, Newgarden makes that left-hander in turn number 10, and Colton Herta closes in. He's right there, Joseph Newgarden and Colton Herta. I can still see Alec Pelot. Alex Pelot streaked down that front straightaway. Looks like the guys might be catching Pelot ever so slightly. Newgarden with a clean exit off the hairpin, Jake Query. Still enjoys a pretty decent advantage over Colton Herta into turn number one. Yeah, we'll call it about two car lengths, but it accordions a little bit into turn number one. Herta's not able to make up any ground there and simply knows at that point it's a waiting game before his next opportunity, which will be coming off of turn number five. That's the area of the racetrack that Alex Polo, the leader, negotiates just now. Then it's Newgarden, Herta right behind him. Again, that black and yellow game bridge machine right in the tire tracks of Joseph Newgarden as they set sail to turn number seven. Looks like this lap, Newgarden might 
might have got a little bit stronger run out of turns five and six as that two-car length advantage grows to about four over Colton Erna. Back down Seaside Way, they charge. These two Americans chasing after our race leader and champion, Alex Pelot. Now Pelot makes his way through turn number 10. Now popping into my view is Joseph Newgarden and Colton Herta. Something new for Herta. He actually has to pass somebody that first stint. He was all by himself, but boy, Joseph Newgarden gapping himself five car lengths down that front straightaway. 40 laps complete next time by your top 10. Alex Below, Joseph Newgarden, Colton Herta, Marcus Erickson, Scott Dixon, Roman Grosjean, Will Power, Alexander Rossi, Pato Award, and Graham Brayhull. It's the Acumen Grand Prix of Long Beach. First of all, great weekend, great atmosphere. Um, yeah, really, really nice to, to experience. As a, as a street circuit, very, very open going into a very tight first section, which makes it quite tricky and intense. Again, very bumpy compared to what I've been used to the European side. But no, it was a great experience. And, you know, that, the kind of street circuits that you guys have is a very intense, different different style with the bumps and concrete uh, compared to what I'm used to. So it took a bit of a while to get used to, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's a good track. Honestly, quite exciting. And uh, Calabaylock, uh, currently running 18th, Davey, and a big advantage for him. This is one of the few tracks that he's coming to this year that he had a chance to race on last year. Yeah, you know, he looked good start of the weekend. We've seen him at top of one of the practices, just not not really, you know, cashing that in right now in the race. He'll only find himself in that 18th position, but I think it shows that he has respect for what we have on this in this country for road and street courses. Not that easy. There are bumps, and we, we make it very challenging, Not uh, you know, not just the course-wise, but all the... The, the bumps and the way these cars drive and, and the lack of grip sometimes compared to the Formula 1 type cars. So um, I think when they, they drive these cars, they appreciate how hard you have to drive them. Uh, Scott Dixon, uh, an early taker on pit road, Davey. He started on the, he's, he's headed to pit road on lap 21 since the start because of that. That was a track position move. And Davey, he gained 11 spots, currently running fifth. What has to happen in order for this to pay off for him in the long run? Well, so so what's going to happen when he came in the first time? He didn't have uh, to take, didn't take very long for it to stop because he had pretty much full fuel. So now this time he's going to be completely empty when he comes. It's going to stop is going to be longer, and 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 but but he may lose a few spots. But right now he has some gap over Grosjean. He's doing the right thing. I don't know that he can gain any more on his strategy, but uh, he does have a chance to lose a few. I'm not uh, saying that it's going to be a battle for position anytime soon, but Nick Yeoman, by the time they get to turn number nine, you'll see that since we last visited with you, there's not much of a difference between New Garden and Herta, that battle for a second. No, it's really, it's stated about six uh, tenths of a second, and on track, that equals about two or three car lengths. I mean, Herta just trying to wear him out, Michael, but not close enough to really make Joseph sweat. No, but I will say Joseph Newgarden's sights are set forward. He is starting to close in on Alex Pelot, and Pelot's starting to close in on Jimmy Johnson. So it'll be interesting to see if Pelot can quickly get around Johnson or if that will help Joseph Newgarden close that gap even more. Yeah, that's the question, Jake Query. Is Pelot going to get woed up at all by Jimmy Johnson into turn number one? Boy, so far it has not happened for Alex Pelot in that ill fate just yet. But they worked their way around the fountain area. Then we'll get a better view of it just now. Again, Alex Pelot has had a really good run since, of course, that great pit strategy and that quick work by his team got him up there. Now he's got about two car lengths. Really drew a bead there on that Carvana machine heading into turn number six. Won't be long, Nick, before he's going to be able to get around Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, where you catch and pass lap traffic so important on these street circuits. 
gets Jimmy Johnson's advantage over Alex Pillow is about four or five sec- uh, car lengths. Here would be a great spot down into turn number nine if Johnson can move over, but Pillow is not fast enough. And again, as uh, the other guys have pointed out, Michael, it looks like Newgarden and Herda continue to close on our race leader. Let's remember Jimmy Johnson and Alex Pillow are teammates, and it looks like Jimmy Johnson moved over to the right to let Alex Pillow know he was going to give him some advantage to get around him, but maybe that's not going to happen down into turn number one. And we'll keep an eye on him, and uh, he does stay to the high side. He gives Alex Pillow some room. Meanwhile, the battle for second continues into turn number one. And I got to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know if Jimmy Johnson was just trying to set up the field for turn number one, but it almost looked like that car got loose on him for a second there as they worked their way in to turn number one. Again, setting up now for turn number five is Alex Pillow. His advantage now is over Joseph Newgarden. That second and third place cars have both gotten around now. Jimmy Johnson. So Colton Herta is working on the second place running Joseph Newgarden. Nick Yeoman, he is right on the rear wing in that number two. Yep, all three of those leaders navigate around Jimmy Johnson, and that battle for second tightens up once again. It's the black and white Hitachi Tool-sponsored car for Joseph Newgarden, the yellow, black, and blue, the Gainbridge car for uh, Colton Herta. It'll remain about a car length and a half as they leave turn number nine. Yeah, once Alex Pillow got around his teammate Jimmy Johnson and put him a lap down, he's able to check out on Joseph Newgarden. This time through the hairpin, Joseph Newgarden running in that second position, about a two-car length advantage over Colton Herta. But Colton Herta looks like he's starting to slowly reel him in. And, uh, Danny, I know they're teammates, but uh, champion and pure class move by Jimmy Johnson. He saw Newgarden and Herta draw a beat on him around the fountain, and he pulled over and did the gentlemanly thing. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he, he wasn't going to affect this race. I mean, he, he pulled over for all three guys, one of them being his teammate. Now, one thing that he he did almost disadvantaged himself because he pulled over. As soon as he got off that hairpin, got to the driver's right, Mark, there's loads of marbles down there. And what happened when, when Michael thought he got loose down into turn one, that was because marbles on the tires. Uh, Ryan Marine on pit road. And Brian Herta calling the strategy for his son Colton. Slipped back with a little bit of a slow pit stop. What has Colton been saying about this fight, trying to get back to the front? Yeah, I mean, he feels good. The car's good. I feel like we're a little faster than those two cars in front of us still, but uh, yeah, we can't quite get a run yet. We're going to keep working at it here. What can he do to get by? Just go faster. There you go. Just go faster, says Brian Herta. Yeah, that's pretty simple, Davey, isn't it? Just go faster. That's all you got to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sounds sounds easy. Now, you got to remember, we do have push to pass here where you get about 50 more horsepower, um, and, and they're going to use it. But right now, if you look at Pelot, he has the most left, 134 seconds. New Garden, 109 seconds. A Herta, 110 seconds. So virtually the same for those two cars. So every time one uses one, the other one probably uses it to defend. So you got to keep an eye on that towards the end of the race. Still, all three cars have plenty he left. Guys like Scott Dixon, he's down to 75 seconds. So used up more than he probably wanted to early in the race just to get the position he's in now. I know we've been watching that battle for the second position, but it looks as though the battle for fifth might get interesting too pretty soon, Jake Query. They'll come off of turn number five, pop back into your view in just a couple of seconds. We're talking about Roman Grosjean and Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon, who had said that he thought his car was better than what they were able to turn out over the course of qualifying. Roman Grosjean has already had a plenty busy day because he has found himself in a number of different fights throughout the course of this field. But right now, Roman Grosjean has one of the most dangerous veterans right behind him in the form of Scott Dixon. That advantage is about five or six car lengths as they leave turn number nine. Grosjean holding off Dixon in that fifth position. 
I think he might have got around him last time by, and that will then allow Will Power to start to close in on the rear wing of Scott Dixon. Remember, Scott Dixon came at seven laps earlier than everybody else. Those black tires might starting to be wearing out for Scott Dixon. Uh, Davey just saw a replay of uh, that last round of pit stops, and you and I started to talk about it, that things got a little crazy. Colton Herta did almost pull into the wrong pit box during that series of stops. And that cost him just so, so slightly. He tried to pull, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was New Garden's pit, pit spot and uh, had to turn back out and get to his. So that could have been where he lost just a little bit of that speed because he slowed down too much too early. Just enough for these two drivers to get in front of him. I do notice this as well. New Garden is in front of him as he continues to hold that gap of about five cars. Did notice that coming off of turn five, just a little bit loose, starting to five and turn six. Seems like the back of that car is starting to wiggle around a little bit. So we'll see if he can hang on uh, to hold off, I should say, Colton Herta. Vice President of Communications, Dave First, showing some map proficiency, Davey. To that point, he informs me via text message that Colton lost three seconds to Alex Below as, uh, uh, on, in, in terms of uh, totality on the pit stops between the two cars. Yeah, now, that's exactly where it is between Polo and Herter right now. 3.1 seconds behind is, so that goes to show you more than likely Colton would have beat both of those drivers out, and that's how important pit stops are. you got to remember the first two races, the team affected Colton uh, Herter because they made small errors. This time it was Colton that lost a little bit of gap just because he almost pulled into the wrong spot. Coming up on 50 laps complete, Polo, Newgarden, Herter, Erickson, and Grosjean, the top five, Dixon, Power, Rossi, awarded Ray Hall the top ten. Time now for our Minute with Mario to find out about his favorite music, also what his thoughts are on racing at Long Beach. Where is an event, you know, that transformed motor racing on the West Coast in so many ways, and Long Beach is a city, and uh, it's been so popular right from the get-go, you know, and I was there at the first one, and then winning, of course, in Formula One is the U.S. Grand Prix, our own home Grand Prix, uh, it's got a little more value, you know, just as that, and then, you know, having three more IndyCar races, you know, that put uh, icing on the cream for me, so, yeah, that's a great event, and also, I think that's the race that my son Michael, that's what he won his very first IndyCar race. Well, I listen to, you know, pop music, of course, and uh, I love opera because uh, I was introduced to opera when I was very, very young. You know, and uh, still we were in a refugee camp, and uh, my grandfather and my dad sometimes used to get some jobs as extras, you know, so we used to get uh, tickets for the peanut gallery, and uh, during the opera season, you know, you had the best of Verdi, Puccini. It's hard not to enjoy opera, so I do that once in a while. Worldwide ambassador for motorsports, the legend Mario Andretti. Follow him on Twitter. Go to MarioAndretti.com and stay with us all season long as we catch up with Mario in each and every race. Long Beach is is about the event too. You know, of course, we have an IndyCar race there, but I think it's you know one of the, if not the next biggest race that we go to. I think outside of you know the Indy 500, and how they promote it, and just it's more of a it's more of an event with you know uh, music and you know uh, different things going on. But you know the track is uh, you know it's one of the toughest circuits that we go to. You know, it's fairly long for a street course. Has great long straights. It has great passing opportunities, and provides fantastic racing. And and that can be difficult to create. I think on a on a on a street course but it's also the history you know the, the history that Long Beach has uh, for that race and, and, and what it's been able to produce throughout the years you know it's definitely a marquee event that every IndyCar driver wants to win
Uh, your winner in 2015, Scott Dixon, playing the pit strategy game. He is plus 10 on the afternoon, and he is currently running in the sixth position. And uh, we get the impression that Davey Hamilton, well, matter of fact, on cue, uh, Scott Dixon headed to pit road, and Ryan Marine will call the stop. Wolfpack ready to go. Again, Scott Dixon went on that alternate strategy earlier called in by Mike Cole. He's had to go long on this fuel tank. He's going to go off of the black tires, and it will be another set of sticker blacks going on for Scott Dixon. A tear-off off the arrow screen. Now a delay. Now they release him, but it's eight and a half seconds for Scott Dixon. He's down and away. So the question is, when he comes off of pit road, Jake Query, you've got a bird's-eye view of the blend-in line there. Anyone among the front runners that you will see Scott Dixon come out with as he starts to exit pit road as we speak? Is it going to be a clean racetrack for him to rejoin? It is as clean as can be. As a matter of fact, I believe that was Scott McLaughlin that went by in front of him. Alex Pelot is just now going in to turn number one. That's the leader, of course, and Dixon's working his way around the fountain. So, Mark, things worked out well there for that PNC Bank machine of Scott Dixon. He works his way through turn number five now, and he does so again about 20 car lengths before he gets to Scott McLaughlin. But now we're going to pick up the leader. I'm talking about Alex Pelot, who's worked his way out of turn number five, sets up for turn number six on the black tires. Alex Pelot sets sail. Then it's Joseph Newgard, and then the third place running Colton Herta. 2.7 seconds, the advantage for Alex Pelot as he continues to inch away from Joseph Newgard and Colton Herta. They run in the second and third spot. Pelot smooth sailing down that uh, back straightaway into the right-hander of turn number nine. Yeah, for Alex Pelot, and something I just noticed, Nick and Mark and Jake, there are a lot of marbles down here in the hairpin. I mean, to the point where, as the drivers go through, as Alex Pelot makes his way to pit lane, you can see the rubber fly into the air. So Alex Pelot, our leader, makes his way to pit lane. So Alex Pelot comes to pit road into the view of Joe Sebastianelli. Alex Pelot hits his mark, his first stop, seven and a half seconds. That's the difference. That is why he is the leader, pumping him full of speedway fuel. Back out of flex, another great stop for the 10 team. This update from Pit Road being brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. And Jake Query, let's pick up Alex Pelot now as he makes his way. That's 60 miles per hour crawl down Pit Road now as he starts to exit Pit Road. Jake Query, you can call who he's going to come out with. Crawl is exactly what it looks like. Just below me, here you go. That was the sound of Alex Pelot. Now it's Christian Lugard who is going into turn number one. Pelot goes ahead and sets back out, but that means that he's got clean racetrack. Alex Pelot through turn number one. Down to pit road, Joel Sebastianelli. Alexander Rossi is back out, but he had a little bit of trouble. It looked like they dropped the car off the jack a little bit early. Had to prop him back up. About 15 seconds trouble on track. Turn number nine. It's Colton Herta, Michael Young. He's making his way to you. Yeah, he's made his way to, there's an actual right-hand turn at the exit of turn number 10. His front right wing is completely tore off of that car. He's come to a rest, but he's out of the racing line. So it'll be interesting to see if they throw a caution or not. He literally hit the wall, as you said, Nick, and he's come to a rest at the entrance of pit lane, but clear from the racing surface. So he's in a precarious position because not only can the team not help him, but he's in a place where really the racing's not being affected, but what? What a costly, costly incident for our race leader for most of this race, Colton Herta. Well, Davey, I don't think there's anything that the team can do to help him. You're watching the replay right now. Yeah, what happened, you know, he, he just got into turn nine too hard. And, you know, Colton, 
We've seen this in Nashville. Had a dominant car all weekend. Dominant car here all weekend. But something, when he gets behind, just tries so hard. You can't blame the kid. He wants to, He knows he has the fastest car. He was trying to make up some time. Just got in a nine too hard. Hit some bumps. Those tires probably weren't up to temperature yet. Bounced in front end, and he hit the wall super, super hard. Uh, but, just an unfortunate day for both. But, you know, Davey, we were talking during the break off air. Uh, Michael Young noted it. And, and, and looking at the replay, we saw it. I, I, I tell you, there are a lot of marbles. There's a lot of dirt. I, I tell you what, grip is going to be an issue in those corners. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, he, he, he didn't get out of the – the line until after, uh, you know, after he just got it too hard. But you're right. There are a lot, a lot of marbles. Unfortunately, that's not what cost him. But once you get out, man, you're in trouble. Jake Query, Joseph Newgarden just came on and off pit road. Let's keep an eye on Newgarden. This could very well be for the race lead. 60 miles an hour on pit road. We'll see where Joseph Newgarden's going to blend back in, Jake. Joseph Newgarden now trying to get up to speed again behind is Christian Ludengard. We'll see if Ludengard, who is now, no, Ludengard gets past, but the big one was Alex Pillow, and Joseph Newgarden got into turn number one in front of Alex Pillow, Mark. Joseph Newgarden going around the fountain just in front of Alex Pillow, and Jake, you will see them nose to tail when they come back to you. Although Pillow's trying to go side by side, Newgarden sets the door and swings it wide off the turn. They are now side by side as they work their way into turn number six. Pillow going to try the outside. They stay side by side. Newgarden shuts that door. Joseph Newgarden, a car like that happened in front of Alex Pillow. He's on cold tires and he's trying to hold off Alex Pillow who pitted two laps prior. They both charge out of turn number eight. Newgarden searching left and right trying to hold off the IndyCar champion. Alex Pillow's got to run on the outside. Newgarden slams the door shut through turn number nine. Joseph Newgarden on those fresh tires. Remember, they're cold. And Alex Pillow already has a couple of left. Boy, Pillow almost runs under the rear wing of Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden, two car length like advantage. They make their way out of the hairpin down the front straightaway. Joseph Newgarden, your leader. Elbows plenty wide for Joseph Newgarden as the leaders head back to turn number one at Jay Query. And Joseph Newgarden just survived the biggest punch from Alex Pillow. That's what we'll see as they work their way nearly magnetized to one another through turn number one. Then around the fountain area, the leader, Joseph Newgarden, just behind him, Alex Pillow, the defending series champion. There is just two car links between the two of them. Newgarden sets up for turn number five. No issue whatsoever. But Pillow is calling right in on that Hitachi machine on the rear wing. Calling a car link that a half the difference. Joseph Newgarden, the leader. Alex Pillow runs second. To slide their way out of turn number seven. Back down the hill to the right-hander of turn number eight. Newgarden's advantage right now comfortable at about two to three car lengths. Might have found the heat in those firestones that he was desperately searching for. Both drivers hard on the brakes into turn number nine. Joseph Newgarden keeps the lead here on lap 58. Joseph Newgarden was hanging on for dear life last time by, but now has that heat in those tires. He's on the blacks, and he is on the charge. About a three-car length advantage over second place running. Alex Pillow, our series champion, could run down the front straight away for Newgarden. And Jake Query, Alex Pillow in the position, trying to force a two-time series champion into a mistake, and Joseph Newgarden is to head to turn number one. I really thought what was going to happen as we now have a problem in turn number three as the caution comes up around that fountain. It is Simon Pagino and Newgarden and Pelot are able to tiptoe around it. So now all of a sudden perhaps they're going to bunch up. We'll see what they do in terms of the scoring here as Simon Pagino, Mark, now has come to a stop in turn number three near the fountain area. Amy, I've never ever seen a car on top of the flowers <laughs> around the fountain. 
Yeah, I've never seen that backwards in the middle of it. So I don't know what happened. Obviously, yet yeah, I'll keep eye out. But obviously, he got turned around somehow. We're going to have a replay right now. He's side by side. That's the thing. L- looks like uh, that is with. Uh, Looks like to, to, uh, to Kumasato and Simon took back off to get out of the way and put himself right up in the flower bed and got stuck. Yes. Got high centered actually. Scott McLaughlin with the narrow miss there. Renus VK involved in that. So Davey, uh, he actually drove back up onto the flower bed after he got spun around. Yeah, that's right. He actually drove. He tried to get out of the way because he was blocking the track. I think he tried to spin around, you know, trying to continue on going, but just, uh, man, made it, made a little bit of a mistake and then jumped up. I see Colton Hurd. He's okay. Obviously, guys, back to his pit area right now. Caution on the course. 59 laps complete. New Garden, below Erickson, Grosjean, Power, the top five. And uh, the American Legion is proud to be an official charity of IndyCar. Text Honor Vets to 41444 for your chance to celebrate in Winter Circle and meet the winning driver. We pause 10 seconds for safety notification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. All right. Uh, 61 laps complete. We are under caution for just the second time. Joseph Dugard, your leader. Alex Below, Marcus Erickson, Rojan Power, the top five. Dixon Award, Ray Hall, Rossi, and Kirkwood, the top ten. Uh, Castro Nevis, Daly, Rosequist, Sada with VK through 15th. Harvey McLaughlin, Johnson, Calderon, Simon Pagino through 20th. Malukas, 21st, 22nd, Lungard, 23rd, Herta, uh, 24th, Eilat, 25th, DeFrancesco, 26th, Dalton, Kellett. Uh, Colton Herta had an incident, Davey, uh, coming into turn number nine. And just shortly after that, we looked up on the screen, and all of a sudden we see Jack Harvey parked in the flower bed. About four cars in totality involved in that. But Jack Harvey was the worst for wear. Actually, it's Simon Pagino, I think, that went up on the uh, in the flower bed. And, and uh, But, yeah, Colton, just uh, unfortunate for him. And I think that, in that, is that, is that Simon's on there, right? Yeah, yeah Simon, Simon was on. Pagino. Jack Harvey was involved in that. He had to move around and kind of oh, that you know, was take that. evasive yeah, actions yeah. to get through that. But it was indeed, you're correct, Jack, it was Simon Pagino. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the I, there's bed. Harvey. I see Harvey. Yeah, he got out of shape, actually was fortunate to gather it up. Boy, yeah, well, I've never seen anybody go through that flower bed. But let me tell you, it sure is elevated, isn't it, after you watch that, and then, then yeah, I got Harvey's nose wing, and we got a little bit guys getting sideways. Just an odd place. You know what, Mark? We really haven't seen any issues around the fountain, and this weekend we've seen Ray Hall in the, in the barrier. We've seen another car. We now see Simon, so something's going on with the fountain this year, isn't it? Well, thanks for tuning in to the NTT IndyCar Series on stations all across the USA, including WBAG in Burlington, North Carolina, WECO in Wartsburg, Tennessee. Let's go to Ryan Marine. Colton Erta out of the Gamebridge Honda for Andretti Autosport, the pole sitter. Colton, what happened at the incident? I just went in too deep. Simple as that. How good was the car prior to the accident? The car was good. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel really bad because our car was very fast. Good enough to win today, I think, but um, can't do that if, if we're in the wall. You got shuffled back on that first pit stop. Did you have a car that was fast enough or the strategy that was good enough to get back up to the front? Yeah, for sure. I think we could have rebounded from that. Um, Alex had just pitted, and I was pushing as hard as I could, and I just locked the right front just a, just a little bit for about, I don't know, half a second, and that's enough to, to send you wide. And once you're out there in the marbles, you have no hope. Last thing for you, you drove around a lot of the guys that are leading right now. Who among them are the strongest in your eyes? Um, I'm not sure. I only really drove behind Joseph. I couldn't really tell with Alex. He was, he was a little bit away. Thanks, Colton. Thank you.
Uh, tough situation for Colton Hurtadavy, especially when you're as fast as he has been all weekend long, and especially at a race that he so dearly loves to race, and that's uh, his home race, essentially, the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Yeah, it sure is. If you remember, Mark, at Nashville, remember that he had the dominant car there as well, got, got behind. It just seems like he tries so hard to make up for it, and I don't blame him. I mean, that's just what a great race driver does, but it just caught him out two times in a row, two times now, once here, now in Nashville, so unfortunate. Let's go to Joel. On the timing stand for the DHL Honda with Michael Andretti. Michael, Ramon's the only driver in the top 15 on red tires. So we go to restart. Do you like your odds? Well, that's what we were hoping for. We were hoping it would be that, this sort of situation. So uh, hopefully we can take advantage of it, especially for the first lap or two, you know, on the, with the cold tires. How has the track evolved over the weekend? Do you think that this may be a better situation than it would have been yesterday? Yeah, I mean, we hope that, you know, at this point, you know, the track is really rubbered in, and we're hoping that the Reds will be able to last longer, and that's why we went with this strategy. And so, uh, you know, hopefully it'll pay off. Good position for the 28 team. Thank you, Michael. As we said, uh, his first career win here at Long Beach, his last career win here in Long Beach, and more specifically for DHL, uh, the 12th year that they've been associated with Andretti Autosport. Uh, most of those years, obviously, with the Mini 500 winner, Ryan hunter Ray continue their commitment to the race team. Roman Grosjean, Davey, uh, putting together a pretty quality run after he had an issue with the Firestone Fast 6. Pretty well kept his nose clean, if you will, and currently finds himself in the fourth position. Yeah, and that's what he needed. We talked about that earlier in the show. He's been with this is the third race with Andretti. Seen a lot of just small mistakes with him, but we've seen how fast he could be. He felt like he could had something for Colton Herter in, in qualifying yesterday, made that slightest mistake and got into the wall. Had to start back at six, but right now he's kept he's kept posure. He's we haven't talked about him much because he's just kind of been there but finds himself in fourth. And at, at red tires, are they gonna help in this short stint? Potentially they could. We'll just have to wait and see. He uh, Formula One that you know he has that uh, he has that knack for restarts from coming from that uh, from that rank. Back to pit road and Ryan Marine. A couple of updates from down here under this yellow. Scott McLaughlin was involved in the coming together there at the fountain. He got uh, into the back of Rita's VK, I believe it was, and damaged his nose, and they had to replace that wing under yellow. The rest of the car is okay. He actually only ended up losing a spot or two because he had dropped back somewhat in this race so far. Another update is about Scott Dixon. This caution is good for him on the fuel strategy that they're on, and he was just told over the radio, you are good to go on push to pass relative to those around you, so keep an eye on Scott Dixon on the restart. A lot of dirt and plenty of debris to clean up around that fountain area. It appears as though they're close to having done that, so let's give you a full field rundown as we'll have 20 laps to go next time by Joseph Newgarden is your leader. Newgarden has led 11 laps today. Uh, Polo, Erickson, Grosjean, and Power the top five. Dixon, Award, Ray Hall, Rossi, and Kirkwood the top ten. Castro Nevis, 11th, 12th is Daly, 13th Rosenquist, 14th is Sato, 15th is Renus VK, 16th is Jack Harvey, 17th McLaughlin, Jimmy Johnson a lap down at 18th, Tatiana Calderon 19th a lap down, two laps down at 20th, David Malukas, two laps down, Christian Lungard at 21st, Simon Pagino will rejoin the field, four laps down at 22nd, Colton Herta out of the race at 23rd, Callum Eilat 24th, and uh, 25th, Devlin Francesco also out of the race. And uh, 26th, Dalton Kellett. He completed only five laps. And Davey, some work continues on the track. And it looks like some of the areas in which they put down some sealer, they're trying to get that cleaned up and get some pieces put up off the racetrack. Actually, we can go to Jake Query. It's right below you. 
I literally could jump right out and join the fray here. This is in turn number six. When they take the left onto Pine Avenue, there were some strips that were laid down. Essentially, for lack of a better term, looked like strips of duct tape that they went out and the AMR safety team noticed it because it was coming up, pulled it off to make sure that everything is back to square and level. And while they're out there, they'll pick up a little bit of debris as well. But as the field works their way around the fountain area behind the pace car, the AMR IndyCar safety team taking advantage of the downtime to make sure that they get this area in turn number six cleaned up. It would be to the bottom of the track as you make that lefty that is turn number six. But the good news is the safety team has driven away. They got up what they were paying their attention towards. And now as the field comes through, they will do so with that repaired area, Mark. Uh, back in uh, 2016, we were able to run a race without a caution period. The most we've had, uh, seven in 1998. Just two caution periods for nine laps today. We have had five leaders in five lead changes. Colton Herta led the most laps up until now, 28. Alex Below has led 22. Joseph Newgarden has led uh, 12. Will Power 2. And Devlin Francisco led a lap early as the field starts to come into the view of Nick Yeoman in turn number 9. Yep, and uh, lights are off on the pace car, so it looks like we are set to go racing here with 20 laps to go as uh, the AMR IndyCar safety crew they're clear down in turn number nine. Michael, looks like we're getting ready to go racing once again here at Long Beach. Two-time champion Joseph Newgarden will bring the field through the hairpin. Tucked in behind him is Alex Pelot. Then the machine of Marcus Erickson, Roman Rojan. We're back to green here in the streets of Long Beach. Well, there was no question Alex Pelot couldn't wait to clear that hairpin. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what, Joseph Newgarden got a great start, Jake Query, as he heads towards their number one. Everybody's single file right now. Alex Pelot talking right behind Joseph Newgarden. Then it's Marcus Erickson and then Roman Grosjean. As Joel Sebastianelli pointed out, we'll keep our eye on that DHL machine space because it is the fastest car among those who are running on the red tires as opposed to the black. Joseph Newgarden out of turn number five. Alex Pelot is just behind Jake, him. Jake, we need, to, Jake, we need to jump back. in. Jake, we need to jump in real quick. It was Marcus Erickson that made contact going around the fountain. Davey, and he has pulled off into the runoff area. So Marcus Erickson, one of the contenders, his day is done. Yeah, just sitting in that fourth position, looking good, fast all weekend. We thought he was going to be, unfortunately, he he had contact and then got in front of Scott Dixon. So that great run for Scott Dixon, hopefully no damage to his car as well. Yep, some contact between he and Dixon. Dixon currently running into sixth position now as the leaders make their way back to the hairpin. And things have tightened up a little bit between Joseph Newgarden and Alex Below. Our apologies, Jake Query. That incident happened in an area you simply could not see. But you can see the leaders now as they head back to turn one. And what I see is Alex Pelot closing in maybe a little bit on Joseph Newgarden. And then it's Romain Grosjean running in third, as we had talked about. So they will work their way around the fountain area where the incident has taken place. Newgarden trying to separate from Pelot just a little bit. Now Joseph Newgarden going to set up for turn number five, that right-handed turn. Polo is right there. We'll call it a car length and a half. But Romain Grosjean has made it almost a blanket cover, one through three. Newgarden, Pelot, and then that DHL. Machine. This is most certainly a three-car race towards the end with 18 to go. Newgarden, your race leader, about a car length over Alex Pelot, and another car length back to Roman Grosjean. Pelot didn't get through turn number eight very smoothly. That's going to give Grosjean an opportunity to inch forward. They'll stay single file, one through three, Newgarden, Pelot, and Grosjean. 
And everybody's on their giddy up through turn number 10. Joseph Newgarden, Carl Eggs behind Alex Pillow is Ramon Rojan. All three get through cleanly. Further back is Will Power, but he's at least two seconds behind the front three as they've checked out down the front straightaway. No question, the front three, you can throw the proverbial blanket over him. They head back to turn number one with Newgarden in the lead. Newgarden had just behind him Grosjean for a split second. He had to lock him up because he had Pelot to his inside. Grosjean tried the outside move heading into turn number one. Pelot held him off, but it feels like it's a matter of time before Grosjean will get around that blue NTT data machine. Leader is Joseph Newgarden. That little incident behind him gave him a little bit of breathing room. Grosjean will see if he tries it again in turn number six. He does not. The leader is Joseph Newgarden. Then it's Pelot. Then Grosjean, two carlings behind Alex Pelot. The word patient has not historically been thrown around with the name of Roman Groshan, but he certainly exercised some in turn number one. He's trying to gather it back up, running in third. He's about three car lengths clear of Alex Below. Probably going to need another lap before he runs them down. Leaders exit turn number nine. It's still Joseph Newgarden. About a car length this time through with as over Alex Pelot as Joseph Newgarden. And boy, Romain Grosjean drove right up under the rear wing of Alex Pelot. He got a great run as Pelot looked like he lost a little momentum. Can Romain Grosjean get around Pelot for second? Strong they run. They on go. the main straightaway. I'm sorry, Mark, on the main straightaway. It is Grosjean who's going to go side by side. He has moved into second place. Roman Grosjean passed Alex Pelot. And now Joseph Newgarden has that DHL machine trying to reel him in. The softer compound tires of Roman Grosjean giving him the speed necessary to get past the defending series champion Alex Pelot. But now he's going to try to reel in the two-time winner here, Joseph Newgarden. He's going to try to do it heading into turn number six. Grosjean takes a hard look. Newgarden able to hold him up. They set sail now. Now the lefty through turn number six. Bits of rubber flying off these tires late in the race with drivers trying to go offline to make passes, but it is the Frenchman, Roman Crochon, who has come to life here at the end at the race here at Long Beach. It's about a two-car length advantage. Joseph Newgarden once again gets the turn number nine first, but Crochon is hot in tow. The Frenchman makes his way through turn number 10, about two car length in the rears of Joseph Newgarden. Boy, he drove right up under the rear wing of Joseph Newgarden. Got on that curb. He thought he might have lost a little ground, but he has a great run. A car length advantage, Joseph Newgarden over Romain Grosjean. Fifteen laps to go now as they cross the start-finish line head back to turn one. And Roman Grosjean going to try to pop to the outside. Newgarden not able to keep that line from being advantageous for Grosjean. So, Newgarden around the fountain, able to hold him off. Roman Grosjean, though, is literally right there. It is about a half a car length before you get to Roman Grosjean up the rear wing of that number two Hitachi machine. Now Grosjean going to try to go side by side, heading into turn number six. Can he make the pass work on the outside? He cannot. Has to tuck back in behind. They set sail side by side into turn number seven. Newgarden got a horrible exit in turn number five. That opened the door. Grosjean hounding him through turn number eight. They'll get back on the accelerator. Grosjean doing a little drafting on Joseph Newgarden down to turn number nine. He'll take a look to the outside. If these two bobble, Alex Pelot, he's still in the mix. Michael, Joseph Newgarden into turn number ten. Newgarden, car length advantage. Let's see how deep Grosjean drives it in. All over the rear wing again. Back end bobbles ever so slightly for Ramon Grosjean, but he's right there. He'll look to the inside, back to the outside. Joseph Newgarden, car length.
strength of a Ramon Grosjean. How long will that tire advantage be working for Ramon Grosjean? Is he going to have to make the move? Once again, he tucks in behind. As a matter of fact, Pelot might have closed it up and made it again a three-car fight through turn number one around the fountain area. Joseph Newgarden knows that Ramon Grosjean is right there. The DHL delivery on a Sunday is howling hard on Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden now. Grosjean is right there once again. Newgarden into turn number six, swing wide. Grosjean tries to go low, not able to make the move. Joseph Newgarden sets sail with the lead into turn number seven. Still plenty of time for Roman Grosjean. We've still got 14 laps to go, but he feels like he has to go now. Chasing Joseph Newgarden down the back straightaway. It's seaside way. Newgarden's advantage. Still two car lengths as they acted into turn number nine. Joseph Newgarden clears Roman Grosjean by three carlings. Now Alex Pelot back in the battle. Boy, Joseph Newgarden had a great run to the back half of this course. Newgarden, a two-carling advantage over Roman Grosjean, then two back to Alex Pelot. Thirteen laps to go in the accurate Grand Prix of Long Beach. This one is far from decided since they had back to turn one. Newgarden looks like he might have gotten a little more advantage this time by than last. He now again goes through turn number one with Romain Grosjean around him. One would think that's an area where you're pretty safe, but what did we see earlier? Simon Pagino got bobbled up in that area of the racetrack, so it can happen, but it doesn't this time by. Newgarden has Grosjean right there. Romain Grosjean again about halfway down towards the bottom of the racetrack, not able to make a move on Joseph Newgarden. Still can't count out Alex Pelot either. He's fallen to about four car lengths behind. But again, if these two tussle, he could be the man that picks up the pieces. It's Newgarden, Grosjean, and then Pelot still single file, separated by about three car lengths, Michael, as they exit turn nine. Looks like the last time by, Roman Grosjean hit the reset button. He is reset his pace lap over Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden that time through. It looks like he's clean. It looks like Grosjean trying to settle back in. Two car lengths, Newgarden over Roman Grosjean. Twelve laps to go. Davey Hamilton. Grosjean is the only one of these three on the Reds who has the advantage among those three as a result of that. Well, well what happened, Grosjean he was using his push to pass Mark through that those two last three laps, actually trying to make advantage with those softer red compound tires, knowing they're going to wear out. He's out of push to passes, Mark. He has no more. So from here from here on, it's those red tires I think are going to start falling off. And you've got the third place car, Pelot, and, and he has a push to passes left. So um, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge, I think, for Grosjean to catch up in New York. Things have no settled. Push to passes. Things have settled in for now. Six tenths of a second to lead for Joseph Newgarden. Newgarden, Grosjean, Pelot, your top three with 12 laps to go here at Long Beach. Today's race is brought to you by Coors Light, the official beer of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Ten laps to go. Caution on the course. Dick Yeoman tells us why. Yeah, historically, Mark, turn eight's been a hot spot on the streets of Long Beach. It's been pretty quiet down there, and with ten laps to go, it finally 
perks up. Jimmy Johnson and David Malukas have both buried their machines in the tire barriers. It's the third trip of the weekend into the tires for Jimmy Johnson and uh, the rookie David Malukas also hopping out of his car. Not exactly sure yet what happened, but both of those cars, Mark, look like they were uh, pretty heavily damaged. Left front for Malukas and for Jimmy Johnson, the entire left side of the car. So a tough way for both of those drivers day to end. Uh, Davey, we got a chance to look at the replay and it looked like David Malukas was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Sure was. Jimmy Johnson, just when he got on the brake, the back of that car just turned around. Uh, at that point, Malukas was right behind him, had nowhere to go. There was other two cars that took took evasive action and made it by him. It looks like uh, it looks like Lungard and maybe Simon, the other two. But, yeah, just Jimmy's car just took, like, like too much rear brake. When he got on the brake, spun it around, and uh, right into that tire barrier went, and Malukas had nowhere to go. Uh, so that's going to set up a sprint to the finish. Joseph Newgarten is your leader. Roman Grosjean is currently in the second position. It'll be Alex Below, third. Will Power, fourth. Pottawa Ward, fifth. Scott Dixon, sixth. Graham Rahal, seventh. Alexander Rossi is eighth. Elio Castro Nevis is ninth. Kyle Kirkwood is tenth. Felix Rosenquist, eleventh. Connor Daly is twelfth. Dakota Sato is thirteenth. Renus VK is fourteenth. Scott McLaughlin, fifteenth. Jack Harvey is sixteenth. Uh, 17th, Tatiana Calderon. She is a lap down. Uh, Christian Lugard, 18th, is two laps down. Jimmy Johnson will be out of the race at 19th. David Maluk is 20th out of the race. Pagano is 21st. He is four laps down. Erickson, 22nd. He's out along with Herta, 23rd. 24th, Eilat, 25th. D. Francesco and Dalton Kelly, 26th. Davey, a lot of cars out of this race. There's been a lot of carnage today. Yeah, there sure has. And, you know, this weekend, we, we've noticed a lot of cars going off course, spin around in the runoff areas, and we thought, well, that just happens. When it comes to race time, these these drivers seem to really get together and not have too many incidents. But that has not been the case here today at Long Beach. A lot of small mistakes and having big accidents. Well, Davey, I don't think there's any question. This late in the race, and we get a pretty good look at it from several of the camera angles that we have on our video monitors. Uh, we get a lot of shots of uh, of the racing surface itself. And, boy, between the dirt and the dust that goes along with being this close to the beach and, of course, the marbles that have fallen off these tires as the tire deck goes uh, through a run. I, I'm going to tell you what, this is a plenty dirty racetrack right now. Yeah, as you've seen, Mark, you can really see the marbles all over this racetrack. Heavier than I probably have ever seen. And, and then the issue with the sealant coming off, we coming out of the racetrack and out of these cracks, then that flying around as well. We see the safety workers, the last caution, having to dig some out. Looked like a big snake they were cutting out of the, the groove of the racetrack. So uh, the sealer seems to be coming off. The, the, the rubber buildup so heavy that uh, the, the marbles are just really, really bad right now. So you get out of line, you're in big trouble. Uh, doing a pretty good job uh, with the cleanup. Uh, the, uh, the car of David Malukas already on the hook, and uh, it is long gone, headed back to the paddock, about to accomplish the same task with Jimmy Johnson. The good news is not a lot of tires that have to re be reset in that corner. And uh, so, Davey, some time off, 20th and 21st, happy to announce IndyCar Radio will be covering the open test at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And then May the 1st, we're going to head to beautiful Barber Motorsports Park. Always, always enjoy visiting Barber Motorsports Park. What a grand facility. What a great facility that is, as you mentioned the other day. Built for motorcycles, Mark, but once the IndyCar Series showed up there and seen what a fantastic facility and what a great track, a few modifications were made uh, to make it really fit the IndyCar Series, and now it's a, it's one of the great uh, stops on our schedule. Love to go there. Beautiful, beautiful scenery, and by the way, super fast 
permanent road course that uh, that is also a lot of excitement. Great passing zones as well. So looking forward to get back there. But Mark, as you said, get it, we get to go cover the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on that oval. Gonna give us an idea who has some strength for the upcoming Indy 500. As a matter of fact, uh, Davey, uh, Gene Holman of Zoom Motorsports, the CEO, uh, heavily involved, obviously, in the promotion and execution of the plan at Barber Motorsport Park, will join us in the post-race. But if we can get back to the schedule after we visit Barber Motorsports Park, the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, then we go practice, then we go qualifying, and then we go racing for the 106th Indianapolis 500. Uh, that That is a pretty exciting time, Davey. Always anxious to get back to any full-capacity crowd this year. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be packed, as we know, as every event has been this year. And, Mark, for the, for those race fans and all of, all of us uh, that love being at the racetrack, it doesn't stop till after the, the after July, the first weekend of July. I mean, right. we're busy almost every weekend. And so action-packed IndyCar racing from a few weeks from now till, uh, till the first part of July. Update on pit row from Joel Sebastianelli. We've seen what a huge advantage it is now to have those red tires on a restart. Graham Rahal has now moved up into a solid position on the red tires. He's the only other one in the top 13 now on the red tires. He's running in seventh, and the crew just told him over the radio, it has been a real fight up front. Now you are in the fight, Mark. Uh, Nick Yeoman, uh, an update on the cleanup in turn number eight. Yeah, it looks like uh, they got the tire barriers back in place. I know they picked up David Malukas and Jimmy Johnson's car. Didn't take those cars all the way back to the paddock. Much easier with just six laps to go, Mark, to just pull them behind the nearest uh, gate there at the entrance of turn number eight. Looks like the safety crews have uh, moved out of that corner. We should be set to go racing here very shortly. Yeah, among the top ten, just two drivers on those reds, Davey Hamilton, Roman Grosjean, and Graham Rahal. What advantage, if any, do they have? I think the advantage is gone, guys. I think that the, the st- extra stick you get out of those softer compound red wall tires uh, are gone. I don't think that there's anything left of them now. One thing, they have had a chance to cool off. They may have a few laps here to really try to get it done. Got to remember, Grosjean especially has no push to pass left whatsoever. New Garden has four seconds. Plo right behind him has 11. So he may have to defend. So keep an eye on that. Where Ray Hall, though, 72 seconds. He may have some for Dixon and O'Warden front am. Nick Yeoman, give us a roll call the top five and set him up for Michael Young. Boy, it's Joseph Newgarden, Roman Grosjean, Alex Pillow, Will Power, and Pato Award. Michael Young, those are the five that may very well settle it here in Long Beach. And here the comes the field as they make their way through the hairpin for the final time. Will Roman Grosjean and those Reds have anything for Joseph Newgarden? Both of them got a good start as they make their way down the front straightaway. Across the start finish line, Grosjean taking a peek to the high side. Question is, Jay Query, will he go to the inside? Roman Grosjean decides to pop to the outside, and Joseph Newgarden shuts that door into turn number one with Alex Perot and Will Power just behind him around the fountain area here in the closing laps in Long Beach, California. Joseph Newgarden looking for his third win on this famed street course on the West Coast. Works his way for the uh, around turn number five. He's got Roman Grosjean about a car length and a half behind him. Then it's Alex Pelot. But keep in mind, Nick, Roman Grosjean does not have any push to pass as he sets up for turn number seven. Yeah, his shot was most certainly on that restart. He got alongside, but now he's got to gather it back up. Joseph Newgarden, nice and smooth out of turn number eight. He's opened up about a three-car length advantage over Grosjean. Grosjean about two car lengths over Alex Pelot. Those three pulling away from the field, Michael Young. 
Yeah, here comes Joseph Newgarden. That rubber has been pretty much dissipated from this area. Joseph Newgarden, as I said, that has a back end step out. That will allow Robert Grosjean to close in. Two car lengths, Newgarden over Grosjean. Four laps to go this time by Joseph Newgarden trying to go back to back after a big win at Texas Motor Speedway. You can see the marbles pop up as the cars go over them on shoreline here, heading into turn number one. Meanwhile, the crowd in the canyons here on either side, no dancing whatsoever. Everybody simply standing and watching these closing laps as Joseph Newgarden tries to hold off Romain Grosjean. They work their way, that right-hander off of turn number five, the black and white machine of Joseph Newgarden, the yellow and the red, the DHL of Romain Grosjean, and the ubiquitous blue of Alex Pelot running one, two, three in long. Roshan just needs one bobble, one mistake from Joseph Newgarden to open the door to steal away a race win. It's what Newgarden did a week ago, excuse me, a couple weeks ago to win that race at Texas Motor Speedway. Newgarden still strong, your race leader out of turn nine. Joseph Newgarden running like a champion. That experience through this hairpin, able to gap himself from Romain Grosjean by two car lengths. But Alex Pelot right there. He's still in the hunt. So it's Newgarden, Romain Grosjean, Alex Pelot, one, two, three. Runner-up in 2021. Runner-up in 2019, Joseph Newgarden trying to get to victory lane here on the streets of Long Beach. Got to wonder if Newgarden didn't kind of shake his head a little bit, knowing that he had taken the most serious punch to Amon Grosjean had to offer. Now he works his way around the fountain area, trying to hold off Amon Grosjean and as well, the plucky Alex Pelot who runs in third. They set themselves up for turn number five. This time, looks like Newgarden has gotten himself another car leak over the last time pass. Joseph Newgarden, no issue whatsoever. Very clean underneath the Leona Bridge here in Long Beach. Grosjean searching, trying to get different lines around this racetrack to find those uh, thousands of a second and the inches needed to run down Joseph Newgarden, but he is running out of time with two and a half laps to go. Newgarden's advantage, about three car lengths over Grosjean, another two back to Alex Pelot. The clock is ticking. Roman Grosjean's time is about up, and now he has mirrors full of Alex Pelot. Alex Pelot exits the hairpin down at turn number 11. He's only two car lengths behind Roman Grosjean. That's the battle for second place. Yeah, I think the battle for second's where it's at right now, Jake Query. Grosjean trying to hold off Alex Pelot. Newgarden is plenty happy with that. Guys, do what you got to do just so long as you stay behind me. Polo not able to make that move on Grosjean to turn number one around the fountain area, which is, of course, just that consistent sweeping right hand. Then you set up for the right-handed turn that is turn number five. Joseph Newgarden takes it. He roars his way up shoreline, sets up now for Pine Avenue to take that left. This time, Grosjean has gotten himself again a little bit more comfort before Polo runs it third. Two laps to go on the streets of Long Beach, and it is car two starting to pull away from Roman Grosjean down Seaside Way. The advantage for Newgarden, about four to five car lengths as Roman Grosjean digging for everything he's got to run down our race leader. It's still Newgarden out of turn 10. Joseph Newgarden starting to put Roman Grosjean in his mirrors. About three car lengths now as they exit the hairpin. This time, Roman Grosjean struggles to get that grip, but he has gapped himself from Alex Pelot. And we got a car in the tire barriers. It's Takuma Sato in turn number eight. Mark James, it's a local yellow right now, but the white flag is out. White flag flies on the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Newgarden, Grosjean, Pelot, power and award the top five. 
working their way around the fountain area is that trio. Joseph Newgarden of Hendersonville, Tennessee, is the leader right now as he now gets ready to go to negotiate turn number five. He has got to hold off for the rest of this circuit. Roman Grosjean and then the Spaniard Alex Pelot. The yellow is out as Joseph Newgarden has a three-car length advantage, which right now is not consequential over Roman Grosjean. Mark, the yellow flag flies here in Southern California. Nick Yeoman, he was not able to get that car out of the tire barrier in turn number eight. Yeah, it's Takuma, again, it's Takuma Sato who was slowed, and, and I got to applaud IndyCar. They waited to the last second to try to give a chance for Sato to back that car out of the tire barriers and get going in. As the field was heading towards that corner mark, they had to throw the full course yellow. Yeah, and again, uh, he went into the tire barrier in turn number eight. It looked like the car might have still been under power, but nonetheless, he could not get it started, and uh, no luck for uh, Takuma Sato, and uh, the cooler heads prevailed, and of course, uh, they did the wise thing there, and of course, uh, threw the caution flag. Twin checkers are in the air, albeit under caution, still an impressive win. Joseph Newgarden, bridesmaid, back-to-back times in the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach, a bridesmaid no more. He goes to victory lane. He's going to grab the lead in the battle for the championship, and he's going to go back-to-back. Joseph Newgarden wins the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. Roman Roman Grosjean finishes second. Alex Pelot third. Will Power fourth. And Pottawa Ward fifth. A pretty impressive run for Joseph Newgarden, Davey Hamilton. Roman Grosjean threw everything at him that he had. He sure did. I mean, he had to defend. He had to be aggressive. He did everything that he had to do to win this race. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden is no stranger to Victory Lane, 22nd career win that we just Nick just informed us on. And, and uh, how impressive that is. Such a young guy and so many wins. And, man, he, uh, he, he was strong today. Uh, well, Davey, uh, impressive win, uh, runs for him. Grosjean, below Will Power. Been looking for Pottawa Ward to make a bit of a rebound. He's going to walk away from here. I mean, I know you want to race for wins, but with the struggles that he has had through the first couple of races, he's got to be thrilled with that fifth-place finish. Yeah, we talked about earlier in the show, Grosjean needed to show something. Well, he did. He almost won this darn race. So you know that he's strong. Pelot, our past champion, he hasn't lifted off yet either. Looking good in that third spot. Will Power, he's ready to get victory lane. But you know what? Good run for him, as you said, in fourth. And Pato Award went through struggles all weekend and uh, and finds himself in that top five. Yeah, it's a, a pretty impressive runs for others today that needed to grab Ray Hall for one. Thought Alexander Rossi would be in contention, but I think all in all, the top ten with the luck that he's had of late. Elio with the ninth place finish. Good things continue for young Kyle Kirkwood. Davey, A.J. Foyt Racing gets a top ten out of rookie Kyle Kirkwood. Yeah, isn't that great? I mean, what great runs that they've been doing. Just qualified 12 the last two races, and, and, and uh, man, what, what a great finish for him. And, by the way, don't forget this. We've had three races, all won by Penske race cars, so you don't think Penske stuff still this year as normal. He's, uh, he's clicking off the wins. And, uh, it, it, importantly, Davey uh, Joseph Newgarden now has the championship lead, uh, and he's been on a bit of a tear of late. That's right. Passes his teammate, Scott McLaughlin, five points ahead. Our pa- our previous champion, Pelot, sits in that third spot, 15 back. But Will Power, he's not giving up that other Penske car. you got Penske, three of the top four spots in the championship, only 16 points out of the lead. Yeah, Pelot is 15 back, as Davey said. 16 points back is Will Power after his fourth-place run today, Ryan. 
his second consecutive fourth place finish. He was fourth in Texas, third in St. Pete. It's been a remarkably consistent start to the season, Will. How would you sum up the first three races of 2022? Yeah, I mean, that's what you got to do, man, to be in the game. You just keep banking those top fives. We know that's like the average finish you need to get. Obviously, got to sprinkle a few wins in there as well. But, uh, yeah, certainly, certainly a good day. Good day. Do you feel like you're knocking on the door of that win as Tim Sindra comes in for the handshake? Big smile, and uh, they're chatting real quick. But, uh, Will, do you feel like you're knocking on the door of getting that win? Yeah. I mean, we're kind of there each week. Obviously, got caught up in qualifying yesterday. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, as long as you're doing, you, you know, you're completing these races, executing well like we've been doing, uh, you're going to be in the hunt. See you at Barber. Yes, sir. That's Will Power. P4 today. Yeah, he'll be anxious to get to Barber with the role that he has been on of late. And a um, bit of a disappointment, most assuredly, for that uh, thing ended under, ending under caution the way it did after Sato found the tire barrier. But, Davey, got to give a lot of credit to uh, IndyCar Race Control today. There were a couple of situations where maybe in years past, times past, we've seen in races. Uh, I'll tell you what, Davey, we'll get your thoughts on that in just a minute. Let's go back here from Roman Grosjean, who finished runner-up. Strong runner-up finish, fourth career podium for Roman Grosjean. Congratulations on a strong run. How was your car? How was your race? It was pretty good. Uh, I think the first, I wish I'd started so on. It would have made my day easy, easier, but, you know, yesterday was what it was. So I'm glad we, we sticked on our strategy. It was, it was red, black, red. Uh, the new red at the end worked well. So that was great. Uh, just couldn't quite pass uh, Joseph. I thought the win was here today, but when his tire went up to temp, it was just uh, it was just hard to uh, hard to pass. But uh, very happy first podium on the DHL Coros. So, uh, you know, it's a good day. Congratulations on the podium. Thanks to Victory Lane and Joel. Joseph Newgarden getting congratulations from Roger Penske and Tim Sindrick. Second place the last two races here at Long Beach. First place the last two in the IndyCar series. Heard over the radio before you came in. That was a little harder than we thought it would be. But that makes it worth doing, right? How good does it feel to win here at Long Beach? Uh, it's definitely more work than you want it to be, but um, I feel so good. I've been, I've been coming here for 11 years, and I've never won at this place. I've been trying for a long time, and to finally get it done and, and be in victory lane is uh, a real pleasure. I'm, I'm, I'm what do I get? What do you get an engraving here? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Jim McCallion is just telling me what you get for winning one of these races. The history here is just events when you look at IndyCar. So um, real privileged, privileged and, and proud to be a part of it with Team Penske and uh, really proud of the, the two crew. I know they're, they're pumped right now. So you had Grosjean on the red tires putting pressure on everybody. Going into that restart, did you feel like you had the car to beat? Or were you surprised by the pressure that he was putting on there? I mean, I think we were kind of toe-to-toe with, with Pelot today. Um, so he was he was by no means going to be easy to beat. Uh, Grosjean, you know, looked like he probably had a similar similar car to us on match for match, but he had a tire advantage at the beginning of the restart. I knew if I could just hold on though for five or ten laps, then then probably he would fade and I could help you know um, make a little bit better uh, performance towards the end of the stint. And that's that's what we did. So Team Chevy Hitachi, you know, getting all the support in the world from our partners uh, makes the difference. And and today we got it done. You got a new engineer, Eric Likely, Eric Likely to win with two in a row and. Those outlaps were crucial, too. Is that what really got it done today? Yeah, for sure. To overhaul, you know, both Herda and Pelo, I knew we had to go longer. And we got that done today, and it, it made the difference. All right, Joseph Newgarden, a winner at Long Beach. Congratulations. Thank you. Jake Query. Scott Dixon, you had said before this race that your car wasn't necessarily indicative in terms of speed of where you were starting. And then it looked like for a minute there, strategy and the car itself were both going to deliver for you. You come home six. Pretty good run, but are you happy with it? 
Yeah, just honestly bummed about qualifying. You know, uh, we uh, changed, exchanged a part on the car and it was set completely wrong and um, it was undrivable. Uh, so, you know, I think we should have been in the top five, top three in qualifying and, you know, I think we, we could have had, you know, could have won the race. The car definitely had the speed. We went pretty aggressive, you know, uh, trying to get a yellow earlier uh, there and then see if it would work. So we had to save a ton of fuel. But even to save that fuel, we jumped 10 cars in that one pit sequence. So, um, you know, the, the car had a ton of speed at the end there. Once everybody's running flat out, man, it was just super tough to pass, you know. So, uh, you know, good points points recovery for us. We actually, you know, gained some on, on, on the championship, uh, which was nice to see. We're only 30-something back now, so uh, that's a positive. Uh, but we just we've got to get, honestly got to get our act together. All right, we'll see you at Barber. Thanks, mate. That's Scott Dixon. Ryan? Below, you started third, you finished third, but there's a whole lot more to the story than that. How would you describe your race? Oh yeah, it was uh, it was a nice race to be honest. We had some battles, we we overtook on track over the pit stops, we got overtaken at the end, which was uh, was a shame. But yeah, super proud of the tank crew. They did an amazing job on the pit stops. All our partners, NTT Data, Honda, we got some really good mileage, and yeah, uh, it was not our day to win here, Long Beach, but uh, amazing atmosphere with the fans, and we walk away with another. Podium. First career podium at Long Beach. Congrats. Thank you. That's Alex Pillow. Jake? Elio Castroneves with the top ten comes home in the ninth position. It always amazes me. You get out of the car and you look like you haven't gotten in the car yet. But I'm guessing for you, you're thinking, no, nah, man, there was a lot more to that. Yeah, no, I I, I think for talking to the younger guys, they're like, oh, it's heavy steering. It was like, oh, okay, all right. So it was very heavy. Um, special, Funny thing, special coming out of the hairpin. Other than that, was everything was fine. So it was a typical race that you're saving a lot of fuel in the beginning and then wait for the opportunity. Unfortunately, the undercut for us didn't work it out very well. Um, but look, honestly, that's fair. Well, our car was top 10. I, I, I no question about it. That was my goal, and we need to score points, and that's what we start doing it. So great great job for the AutoNation Series article of uh, machine. Um, I, I did play a little cr uh, uh, prank in the end because I was like, how many laps to go? No, I just finished the lap. It's under yellow. It's fine. I was like, all right coming in no 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 but i was joking man it, it was i never did that with penske because i know roger would be upset with me but these guys were uh, were awesome so anyway great job everyone it's a shame that what happened to uh Pais, you know because he was having a heck of a, a, heck, a heck of a weekend uh, his car was really strong but uh, now we got to keep it going your sense of humor is always appreciated congratulations on the top 10 you gotta have fun right that's right <laughs> it's all about fun ryan Pato Award just got done taking a big selfie with his race team. Big smiles all around. You drove from 11th to 5th today. How did you do it? Ah, uh, man, t today was all about patience for us. And honestly, just just getting a solid race for us to to kind of get our momentum going this year uh we we've had a we've had a rough start so far so uh you know we we feel good about today we we definitely feel good we went forward uh we didn't quite have you know maybe not as much pace as as the others as the other front runners during the weekend but we definitely executed when it came to the race and 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 got some solid points you had some quotes in the media lately about needing to find yourself again, to be yourself again. Did you do that today? Uh, yeah, today feels good, man. I'm uh, I'm on the way there. It's 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 gonna take time. Obviously, it's not gonna be from one day to another. But uh, I I I feel damn well better today. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to build on what we've created today, and and uh, you know I know there will be uh, you know a couple wins in our future. Strong run to fifth today for Pato Award, Joel. And a strong run for Kyle Kirkwood, putting the Rocket Chevrolet in the top ten. 
congratulations. This is a good performance for this team and for you. How would you assess your afternoon? Yeah, I think it was really good. We were right there with all the big dogs. Um, overall, I think uh, it was a solid day. It was a really solid day. We were strong on the red tires, and then and then once we went to the blacks, so I think we were leveled out with pretty much everyone. But those red tires, I wish we would have got some passes done, but it's just so tough to pass here. That, that was the main thing. And, um, yeah, but we got a top-10 finish. I think that's super solid for the team. We went forward from qualifying, and uh, we'll take the solid points going into Barber. Do you feel like you and this team is proving to something to people in this series because it shouldn't surprise anybody in the road to Indy who's seen your talent but I was a little surprised with some of the things that people said when you first signed here you guys have looked really impressive so far yeah you know everyone's got a ton of heart in this team and they're pushing so hard to get get what we need and and we're making progress we're making progress every weekend you know we're still a little bit behind with the resources that we have but um with what we have, I mean, we're, we are overachieving, I think, and, uh, and hats off to the team because it's it's really them wanting to work so hard and get myself a rookie up to speed, and uh, it feels good. There's good. There's a good uh, atmosphere around the team, and I think that's part of what, what the success is coming from. It's what we like to hear. Kyle Kirkwood, all smiles with A.J. Foyt racing after a top ten. To Jay Query. Alexander Rossi comes home eighth, so let's find out. Is that an all-smiles performance, or did you feel like there was still something left on the track that you guys left out there? I don't mean to be smiling if I'm smiling. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty, pretty tough day. I mean, I think the the car, the pace was was great all week, and I think the entire team did an amazing job with the prep of the cars and, and staying on top of a very different track than we've had in the past. And um, you know, I think we were all optimistic to sweep the podium today, and um, you know, we, we struggled a little bit on the option tires. Um, I think there was a bit more dag and understeer than, than maybe originally expected, but nonetheless, it was a good strategy to, to kind of come in early and have the undercut, and the pace was good, and we just you know struggled to. How slick was the track late? Because I was looking, and it looked like there was rubber everywhere. No, the track was fine. I mean, it was it slowed down from the weekend, but. Uh, same for everyone. All right, we'll see you in Barber. Thanks. That's Alexander Rossi. And that's uh, nine of the top ten that you heard from, folks, thanks to uh, Jake, Joe, Sebastian Elliott, also Ryan Marine. Full field rundown, all the stats from today's race when we come back. Danny Hamilton, as we mentioned, the race control uh, waited till the last possible second to throw the yellow on that last lap to try to get this thing to finish under green. And uh, comment I was making before we had a chance to hear from nine of the top ten of the post-race, thanks to outstanding work by our pit reporters and crew with Jake Weary. Uh, I thought race control did a good job today of uh, not being quick on the trigger when it came to cautions. Yeah, I did too. Really good job with that. And, and they were just hoping that maybe that Sato had that car still fired up, trying to find reverse to back himself up to continue again. But, uh, you know, they did, he couldn't do that. So they threw it, they let him race right to the last and, uh, which was good. They only, this race was only shortened four turns, Mark. So, uh, the finish was going to be what it was anyways. Uh, Scott McLaughlin finishes 14th, but he loses the points lead for now. But as you suggest, between McLaughlin, between Joseph Newgarden and Will Powell, uh, boy, Team Penske flexing plenty of muscle early on this season. Ooh, boy, they sure are. I mean, a lot of muscle when it comes to, the, you know, end of the day. It's all about winning the races. And when you look at the winner's uh, list, it's the Penske cars. And uh, right now, first and second, that points championship and fourth with power. But Palo and Dixon with the Ganassi cars, they sweep in the top five. And then Grosjean, what a good run for him. Moved him up in the points into that sixth position. So moved him up quite a bit, which uh, which is encouraging. Actually, four spots for Grosjean, putting him in sixth. Uh, battle for the points champion. Uh, battle for the manual. 
Manufacturers Championship, Davey. Uh, it looks like this. Chevrolet, 274, 213 for Honda. Good weekend for Chevrolet. They take three of the top five. They sure do. Three of the top five, and, and um, you know, it's about the wins. And they, they have three of them right now, so that's where they they're, they have about a 50-point lead, 51-point lead right now going into uh, to Barber. And then, obviously, we have only two more races in between. Now in the Indy 500, Mark, can't wait to get there because that's when the big points start happening and we see who's strong at the, the world's biggest race. Hey, but we get to spend some time with you at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway before we get to Barber, huh? You know, isn't that something every time you drive to that place, Mark? You know, who knows how many times you and I have been through that tunnel. But every time you go through there, they're just something special. And it is just a practice. But you know what? I'm so excited to get in there and, and seeing what everybody has in store for the biggest spectacle in motorsports, the Indy 500. So uh, I'm excited to be able to cover the testing going on there and hopefully have a lot of fun doing it. Final full field rundown. Newgarden, your winner. Grosjean, second. Pelot, third. Power, fourth. Bottom award, fifth. Scott Dixon, sixth. Graham Rahal, seventh. Rossi is eighth. Castro Nevis, ninth. Kyle Kirkwood, 10th. Felix Rosenquist, 11th. Connor Daly, 12th. Reedus VK, 13th. Scott McLaughlin, 14th. Jack Harvey, 15th. The lap down, Tatiana Calderon, 16th. 17th, Sato, a lap down. Two laps down, Christian Lungard, 18th. 19th, Simon Pagino, four laps down. Out of the race, 20th. All of these drivers were out of the race. Johnson, 21st, Malukas, 22nd, Erickson, 23rd, Herta, 24th, Ilot, 25th, Francesco, and 26th, Dalton Kellett. Five leaders, five lead changes. Newgarden led twice for 32. Herta led 28 laps, 22 for Blow. Power led two laps. De Francisco led one. Scott Dixon plus 10 on the day. Calderon plus 10 on the day. Award plus six. Rahal plus six. And Elio was plus five. Newgarden, your points leader by five over Scott McLaughlin. Alex Pelot is 15 back. Will Power is 16 back. When we come back, we will hear from Gene Hallman of Zoom Motorsports and preview the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Well, it's appropriate on this Masters weekend that we preview the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, scheduled for the weekend of May 1st at the Augusta National of Motorsports, beautiful Barber Motorsports Park, just outside of Birmingham. Our good friend, Zoom Motorsports CEO Gene Hallman joins us. Always happy to have you with us, Gene. And let's get right to it and share with the fans the action-packed schedule leading up to and including race day at Barber Motorsports Park. It's amazing that this is our 12th year of the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, as you mentioned, at the beautiful Barbara Motorsports Park. And we're a little bit later in the calendar than normal, and everything will be in full bloom. Uh, those beautiful grounds and all the azaleas and dogwoods will be in full bloom when the show comes to town. But we've got a lot of racing, 11 races over those three days, uh, starting on April the 29th. Of course, the big IndyCar event is on May 1st. We've got uh, Indy Lights, Indy Pro 2000, the USF 2000, uh, lots of racing action that weekend. Uh, I think it's the finest road course in, in North America. Of course, I could be biased. Uh, but I, I just think the care and planning that went into building this world-class facility. And if you're an IndyCar fan and you've not checked that bucket list item, that's the Barbara Motorsports Park, I uh, highly encourage you to come see us. 880 acres, many spectacular sight lines for the fans. Uh, the Fan Village, of course, the world's largest motorcycle museum. And in order to see it all, Barber Motorsports Park offers an impressive shuttle service that's probably second to none. 
Well, it, it circles the entire perimeter of the park, and, and so you're able to hop on one of these trams that you would see at Disney, and it's open air, and you just uh, ride around and get off at the, the stop of your choice, and then you're able to go out and uh, enjoy a different view or a different perspective of the racing. You know, it's interesting to watch over the 12 years how the how the drivers and, of course, the refinements of the car have created such a an exciting race. Uh, the first couple of years, there was very little passing. Uh, last year, I don't remember the exact number of passes we had, but it was among the most, uh, among all uh, road tracks uh, the entire year. So it's a, it's a very exciting place to race. The, the, the drivers know where to make their moves. Uh, the cars are fine-tuned for that now. And, um, and we've been able to convert a lot of people who heretofore didn't understand IndyCar. Maybe they were just NASCAR fans because we are in the Deep South. But our, our fan base continues to go every year. And I think the thing that I'm most encouraged about uh, is that our ticket sales are between 30 and 35% above where they were at the same point in time in 2019, pre-pandemic. So we're just seeing a resurgence of people wanting to get back out to live sporting events and see these great drivers. Uh, Gene Holman, uh, CEO of Zoom Motorsports, is our guest talking about uh, Barber Motorsports Park and the upcoming NTT IndyCar Series event. So, Gene, let's make that our next question. Uh, the website, the best place for people to get information and get those tickets bought along with parking? It's, it's easy. It's Indy. Alabama.com, IndyAlabama.com, and, um, and and frankly, we're going to limit the number of tickets uh, this year because of parking uh, limitations, so it's a self-imposed ceiling, and tickets are selling so well that I would encourage folks to go ahead and buy their tickets. Uh, it, it's very affordable in terms of pricing. Uh, it's $20 for Friday, 40 for Saturday, and 45 for Sunday. Kids 15 and under are admitted free, so... We are very excited about seeing uh, the fastest race car drivers in the world uh, here in Birmingham on May the 1st. Well, Gene, you, you could, I couldn't have said it better myself. It, it, if it's not a bucket list, it should be for any NTT IndyCar Series fan. And, and we know it will all be polished up and shined up as it is every day of the 365 days of the year. We wish you great weather, great crowds, and good luck. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Have a great race this weekend. This broadcast of the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies. Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Mark Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. By the Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst is Davey Hamilton in the turns, Nick Gilman, Michael Young, and Jake Query. In the pits, Ryan Marine and Joel Sebastianelli. The chief engineer is Rick Evans. Satellite support by Scott Bergett. Our producer is Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Polly. This is Mark James reminding you to join us Sunday, May 1st 
for the Honda Grand Prix of Alabama at the picturesque Barber Motorsports Park just outside of Birmingham. Between now and then, download today's broadcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at IndyCarRadio.com. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.